You are now about to witness wrestling knowledge at its finest. Sideline Junkies proudly presents the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, the big guy, KG. They are the WrestleManiacs. It's another Saturday night, so we're here to do it right. You ain't got to be no brainiac, because it's your Saturday night, WrestleManiacs. Oh, snap. That's a new one. Yeah. She am about to call you the Joel Gertner of uh, <laughs> podcast, man. Yeah, I've been working on that and a few other things for maybe about a couple of days. So I got I got to come with something new and fresh, man. Oh, of course. Find out you got a book. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you got me, the big fella, KG. You got the people's choice, Don Rodriguez. Yay, yay. Together, we are the Wrestle Maniacs. That's right. And On the road to WrestleMania. To oh, yes, yes, yes. It's a long winding road. We're going to cut you off. Until you, you sideline junkies. There you go. We got to uh, represent for the fellas. Yeah, speaking of which, before we get started, if anybody hasn't seen the Facebook uh, post or the Instagram post. Sideline Junkies went out this morning, got a little bump in the gym. Got Delonte out there to get a, to run a few. Junie showed up to take a few pictures and 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 and, and a little video and everything. I you know I even got out there, got a little running, got me a couple games in, trying to get my sea legs back. You know we all we all <laughs> gonna make the next this year. Uh huh. We saw y'all rehearsing for. Uh... The, um, the slam dunk contest next year. <laughs> hey, the Knicks trying to pay everybody, so hey, why not go get paid? That's right. Get your check. I'm down with that. Shoot. But uh, speaking of getting your check, there was a lot of uh, interesting things that happened, but it was kind of s- sporadic between Raw and SmackDown, you know, and just major pops, which the most important big pop, congratulations. Um, welcome back. Glad uh, you're in remission. Big Oose, Roman Reigns. Um, yes, indeed. You know, that, that was a great feel-good moment um, for him coming back. Um, and I know it's going to sound crazy at the right time, but on the other side of coin, the good and the bad sounding this of it is something I talked about a while ago. Him coming back uh, is going to lead to him technically getting – the, the strong fan reaction push that uh, they've been really trying to posture up and create for him opposed to it happen, happening organically. And, you know, the, the pop he had uh, on Raw was, was through the roof the entire show. I mean, he was serious. The only other large pop other than a Kofi chant or a Becky chant was Roman Reigns. So that was definitely great to see you can see the emotion of it you know him hugging his mom his wife the rocks mom i mean you know it was, it was a, a moment almost had me into some serious crocodile tears man i was like oh because i didn't know sometimes it looked like he's about to be like but i may have to retire or something so it's like oh, mm-hmm. where are we going but uh it, it was definitely a good moment i will say this and I, i'm glad you pointed out everybody that he uh went to ringside and hugged and i noticed the rock's mom there 
and I was waiting for The Rock to, you know, be there too. Because as we said last week, he was in Atlanta mm-hmm. for um, what was that? The opening of um, yeah, uh, out. my family. Yes, uh, one of the AMC's. I don't know. He said Atlanta, so I don't know what part. Because anybody that's been to Atlanta or lives in the ATL knows Atlanta is big. So you know. <laughs> Rock could have been in one spot, and then you know the show's in another. But yet, there's about forty-five to an hour's worth of drive time to get between A and B, um, right, or more, depending on where you're at. So ATL is big. Shout it. And I just, I the, the whole atmosphere. Now, before he went out uh, to deal with treatment for his leukemia. Everybody was saying, oh, man, they're forcing Roman down our throat. But once he left, you realize how much she missed the big dog in the yard. So well, I, don't, I don't know. I think here's a, I think because part of it, I do agree that they were forcing Roman. But they were forcing Roman in scenarios almost like they did with John Cena which, you know, created the din, 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 Cena sucks, you know, because John Cena was just beating everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Like, oh my God, this is, there's no way you're going to have 15 people against one man and John Cena going to come out the championship. But why everybody get an attitude adjustment? <laughs> and John Cena still get the win. Like, how is this possible? You know, and they, they kept, and I blame, the, the office and, and, and creative uh, mostly because they were doing scenarios and situations that just Roman wasn't there. Like, you know, when he was going up against the undertaker and undertaker trying to pass the torch and, you know, other opportunities where they were melding stuff. It just wasn't, I guess the maybe best way to put it is it just wasn't Joe <laughs> um, versus where he broke kayfabe. Uh, so to speak, and then, you know, spoke from the heart about his situation and then, you know, left and came back. It gave other people opportunities, but yet it's given him an opportunity to take a break and become fresh, uh, no longer be jaded, and hopefully he can take control of his own situation, his own character, kind of like what John Cena was talking about when he was uh, addressing the Becky Lynch situation and how she has just meteorically risen to the top. And Cena said in the interview, I was the same way. I was about to get fired. There was nothing for me. They would just pigeonhole me into a little box. And I had to take control of my character, kind of like Becky did. And the rest is history. (laughs) He just applauded her for using, you know, the social media angle. Thank you, Zack Ryder, for, um, you know, kind of molding it. And Lord knows you you sent me a link about it. But, you know, I've been keeping an eye on it, too, about uh, the, the, the Twitter beef between Becky Lynch and Ronda. Actually, we haven't called it Twitter beef. We'll call it a kayfabe beef. <laughs> I don't I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that now. I don't know if that's kayfabe. I'm sorry, brother. I don't. I'm no, not I'm saying, sure. I'm saying Ronda broke kayfabe because even if you're gonna, you know, I guess we'll call it the Deadpool effect, go through the fourth wall. There's still a line. You know, the first one was on Raw when she called it 
a belt. We talked about that, was it last week, a couple of weeks ago, about Vince McMahon having a list of no-nos that you, you don't say, you know, for the announced team, as well as uh, for the superstars. Can't call it a belt. It's a championship. You can't call them wrestlers. They're sports entertainers. Uh, even you can't even really use superstars anymore. Just like you can't use certain moves and, you know, your your finisher has to be, you know, a uh, couple syllables long so that way it's easy to pronounce. You know, same thing with your ring name. All these different things, you know, to, to put into the formula of the machine so that way it runs smoothly. But, you know, Ronda kind of, you know, still running on emotion. That's still the one thing that is hindering her transition. Performance-wise, she's got it. Um, you know, she, she's learning and she's growing. But it's just the transition of understanding how to manipulate the crowd and understanding how to not let the crowd affect her promos so that way she's getting what's supposed to happen and desired result. And you're not having those Freudian slips and saying belt when you're supposed to say women's championship. And uh-huh. then, you know, that caused problems. So then that rolled over to her uh, allegedly suggesting that Becky Lynch's mugshots were fake and they were taken allegedly in the back hallway, especially since allegedly those mugshots turned into actual T-shirts in the course of a 24-hour period. <laughs> and and I saw that, and <laughs> like, I was like, dang. great idea, but I was low-key pissed. Yeah, I was like, that's no, kind of Nobody called us. No, nobody called us. Yeah. How many T-shirt ideas have you fleshed out on a Saturday night? WrestleManiacs presented hate, by the sideline junkies. Hate, 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 hate. That's all it was. Hate, 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 hate. I mean, come on. Uh, maybe, maybe the checks in the mail. Maybe they sent the paper check and it's coming by snail mail. It's gonna hit sideline junkies headquarters office, and we'll be like, okay, this one has the Don's name on it. All right. Oh, shoot, you're going to have to have a back to the future moment as slow as this check is going to come. They're going to have to go back in time to give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> like 2080, and- they'd be like, oh, man, make sure you take a left at Albuquerque, and then you'll be able to find them and then give him the two cents because, you know, <laughs> current, you know, money won't be a, a fat matter of fact, hopefully, in 2080. Th- th- that's the thing, though. They, g- they got to understand we're running a business here. This ain't a charity. Those guys in the truck need to be paid. I mean, we got to pay them. Yeah, I know, man. They, they talked about going on strike. Like, what kind of craziness y'all trying to get into? Like, yeah. I don't know, man. Y'all just Last week's check out. So, we got to, we gotta, you know, be real careful and be nice to them tonight. Last week's check bounce. So, that's why y'all was out there uh, at the gym playing some, some basketball, man. Y'all was out there hustling, trying to make some money. Yeah. I got to pay the workers, man. Got to pay the workers. It's crucial, man. It's crucial. But, um... You know, all that to say that uh, it's going to be interesting because the big question is where you go with Roman Reigns since the the format and the the, the template is forged for WrestleMania for the most part. And it looked like they were kind of setting up Baron Corbin versus the Big Oos for something or to start that beef with the backstage 
um, promo that was being done with Baron Corbin. They kept asking, well, you said this about Roman. You said this about Roman. You said this about Roman. But then on the flip side, this would be something good because Roman Reigns and the Shield, allegedly, potentially, possibly, um, uh-huh. can back up Braun Strowman and Finn Balor from Corbin, I guess we can call it the Corbin, McIntyre, and Lashley connection. So this mm-hmm. could set up to some some interesting things. With a little future. bit of Elias. Yeah, the, the newly added Elias. Because, again, if they got to add another member to, to balance out the shield without uh, Dean Ambrose or potentially with Dean Ambrose in the very near future if he decides to stay, allegedly. There's a lot of allegedly going on since we're in a road to WrestleMania. But, you know, there's a lot of discussions on how things are changing on that shield standpoint, especially with Roman Reigns coming back, because that was a real, you know, difference maker on making that call for um, Dean to go the other way is because, well, we got to do something to spice up and, and deal with uh, this situation with Roman being gone. What do we do with the other two? Well, let me ask you this, since we on the, the, the topic of the shield has, the shield been done to death. How about that? Because, I mean, we always get the, the breakup, then the reunion, then the breakup, then the reunion, then the breakup, then the reunion. I, 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 in my opinion, I think they are better apart than they are together. I think they're better together. But see, the thing, in my opinion, is they have never done the full shield reunion. And what I mean by that is, you know, like, oh, my gosh, they all come down and, you know, they save each other and then they have a triple threat match or something. But that's not what the Shield was Gen 1. The Shield Gen 1 was the Hounds of Justice coming down and wreaking havoc almost, you know, on that Nexus level. And that's something that we have not gotten again. You know, the Hounds of Justice should be coming down, extracting justice on Corbin, extracting justice on Elias, extracted justice on McIntyre, extracted justice on anybody else that causes some problems. You know, that's what we have not had come back. We've had the Shield United, but we haven't had the Hounds of Justice. So, you know, the fans want it. And, you know, if they do it so that way they don't make them tired, they'll have them separated, do their own thing, but come back you know, when they have to save each other's backs, but the hounds of justice have not returned. And I think that's what potentially could happen since you got, you know, uh, the connection out there just beating people down and throwing them in through double tables and all this other stuff. I think it would require the hounds of justice to come back and as a trio come down to the ring and do what they got to do. Yeah. That's just I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. We'll see how it plays out. But then uh, we had another major pop instance, because this is one I do think they were doing to death when they announced it uh, on Raw. But then when I saw what the, the, the real purpose of it was, it made sense, which was having um, the Riot Squad against Ronda and Natty. I'm like, oh, God, you know, how many times, you know, they were like, well, Ruby Riot gets her chance at redemption like she had it last week, too, and she lost. 
<laughs> but this is, you know, just a big setup for Natty to do the honors and helping to put over the Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch situation. So, you know, kudos to Natty again for big showing. And, uh, well, actually, yeah, yeah, I guess we call it big showing because show has been putting people over longer than Natty has. So, you know, for, for, for doing the honors and doing the big show, um, to set that up and, and taking, uh, a nice little crutch fest from Becky, who looked really good in her Kill Bill outfit. Yeah. But then we converted over to, again, that, that balance that we got to work with Ronda Rousey on uh, for when she has to tackle the mic and she has to do something because you could see, I guess she's still nervous to, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, Vince is, you know, on the prowl. So uh, remembering what message she's supposed to get across. We'll put it that way. I don't know if that's what the issue was or what was going on, but you know, her calling out Vince, you could tell oh, she just seems nervous. And I thought it was really going to pop off. Cause you know, when Stephanie comes out in some jeans, Oh, she about to take a bump. So yeah. as soon as she walked out, I'm like, Oh, Steph, you're about to catch that L you'll get that arm whip over. And then next thing you know, you're going to be in the arm bar, but that didn't happen. And even when, you know, Steph bucked up and, you know, who do you think you are? I'm like, ah, Stephanie, I would like you to, you should be secretly training every day so that way you can have a match against Ronda Rousey. But well, for her, well she she is a former women's champion. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we, 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 got, we got other fish to fry on uh, the, the McMahon-Helmsley uh, household front on who's, I'll, I'll, you know, about to get in there. I almost got through it without laughing, but almost close. Hey, David Arquette was a champion too, and he was at Raw. <laughs> and look what ha- look, look what happened when he was the champion. That's pretty much one of the things. That was one of the viruses that killed WCW. Well, everybody says that, man. I like Ready to Rumble, Vince. No, no, no I love the move. Curated it. Giving David Arquette the belt wasn't a bad thing. It was a good way to put over the movie, and you know to bring Hollywood in. And, you know, so what? David Arquette got the belt. How many people have had, you know, they gave, I know it sounds crazy and I'm not comparing the two, but Vince held the championship belt. Hell, Vince won the Royal Rumble. Yeah, but when he held the championship belt, he vacated it, what, that Monday? He won it Thursday and vacated it Monday? Because I was actually happy when Vince won it. Yeah. So, I, like I mean, David but, Arquette, though. I thought he was. Like, I, no, no I nothing good. against him. No, nothing maybe against I was that, just but... I was just one of the weird ones that was actually marking out for it. I'm like, oh yeah, why not? You know, he was hot at the time. You yeah. know, who was he married to? Courtney Cox. So mm-hmm. he was with hot at the time. <laughs> so, still hot. Yeah. Still so, hot. Oh Lord Jesus. I th- I think it was a, a good call. You know, if they had to ask me, hey, who should we put the belt on, Carl Malone or David Arquette, I would have said David Arquette. I had to put it uh, on Dennis Rodman first. Oh yeah, hey man, the worm. I would have, I would have given him the cruiserweight championship just for the absurdity of seeing Dennis Rodman cut promos against cruiserweights. He's just towering over him, but yet they can actually <laughs> beat him in a wrestling match. You know, just yeah. just for that dynamic, I think would be hilarious. But I don't know. That's just me. But uh, you know, with 
Ronda Rousey ultimately leaving the belt in the ring, I thought was something that the, the fans were not expecting. Because again, it's it's story building, story building, story building. They're just putting layers on layers on layers. And when everybody sees this WrestleMania sizzle reel that, that's going to be put together to really build the story, they're going to be like, oh man, I forgot that happened. Oh man, that happened. Oh man, where was I at? And you'd have seen it all, but the way they're going to structure it is going to be ridiculously well curated. So all these moments, I mean, I see the segments and how they could be put together. And it, 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 like I said, you know, that and uh, the Kofi side of things are going to be two of the best curated um, uh, uh, promo reels that they've done in a long time. Long time. I'm talking, we on for this Becky um, Ronda scenario, we, we close to them having uh, another soundbite close to the boyhood dream has come true for Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the level that Becky and Rhonda is on, but they can't make it so obvious in my opinion that they're going to just give Becky the belt by default at mania. It has to be the adversity, the overcoming, the, 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 the getting back in Rhonda quitting Vince having to make a decision. Maybe Rhonda gets replaced by somebody like, um, uh, uh, oh gosh, Alexa Bliss, because Vince, you know, is being Vince, so you know, you drop my championship title, Alexa's in against Charlotte for the vacated women's championship, and then you have Becky doing run ins, then you can have, um, Ronda doing run ins to the point to where you know it's a fatal four way, and they just put them all in the match. You know, mm-hmm. so it, I, I could see those things happening because that's what it's going to take from the Ronda side until, you know, she's calm, I guess. You, you know, something that I thought about and it's old school. It's about as old school as old school can be. I, when I say old school, I'm talking territorial. Oh, Lord, who get in the you, victory role? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, uh, we all know for a fact that after WrestleMania, Ronda's gonna take some time off. She's not allegedly. quitting. Uh, sure. alleg- she allegedly, she may not do it. But instead of having her drop the title at WrestleMania, I'd have her drop the title Monday Night Raw. I'd have something happen where it's a no decision. You know, it's it's not clean, so they gotta run it back on Raw, and she goes down in a blaze of glory, but she goes down the. You know, at, on the following Monday after WrestleMania's Raw, and Becky wins the title, and then it's like you 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 kind of sort of sell an injury, or I mean, when I say old school, I'm like loser leaves town type thing, and she's gone yeah. for a while. Yeah, but the only thing and, is, and I know what she wants to do, but this is where those life decisions. And she was right on Raw; she's bled enough to where she don't need the money, but. And this is like a, the one thing I don't like about the women's evolution side because they have to sacrifice. Um, from a career standpoint, you got to – we're talking about at a minimum a year and a half out that she's got to be gone because not like you could just pop up the next day and be like, all right, you know, well, 
I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah, you got, true. You got put in the work. So how long is the work going to take? And let's say with, you know, medical assistance, um, it could take maybe two months of, you know, in vitro and doing all that stuff or whatever you need to do to to get the the eggs to pump in and then you got to go nine months then you got to do the the after stuff you know the getting things to the point to where her husband can manage on own about to get all technical with it but you know without you know the need of breast milk and all that stuff and mm-hmm. doctor's appointments etc so, you know, we're talking about two years. Well, hold on. Let, let me put it this way. Now, every, everything up until, you know, baby's delivered to set up. Now, you got you know she's going to have to go, depending on how she has naturally C-section, six weeks at the most for healing. Right. Sometimes a little bit longer. But during that six weeks, if she's going to breastfeed, she can pump from the time she's in the hospital and just keep pumping constantly and freezing milk. You know, milk that milk once you freeze it, it's not gonna go bad. Yeah, but so she gotta, can freeze. You gotta transport. Where's she gonna be at? That's the thing. You know, and, but that's yeah, that's the other part. European tour and he's in the US. I mean, it could be done. I mean, he could be traveling with her. True. You know. But do you really wanna have a newborn on the road like that? Right. That that's what I said, you know, it, it's it's you know, two years I'd call it, you know, I'd take the solid two year opportunity. But two years from now, the state of the WWE would be different. The mm-hmm. only way I would see it balance out is she got pregnant, but yet she would be on the road. This would help her out. She would be um, a commentator for the women at NXT. Ooh. So she would that would help her get a, much more easily acclimated to the, the ins and outs and the saves and the, and the conversation starters and you know, everything she could be behind a desk because remember, you don't really see Morrow and the crew other than truthfully, you know, a couple of spots here or there. And, you know, the, the behind the scenes video of Morrow doing his commentary, which is always great after a takeover event. But you don't really see the trio as heavily. So if she's joining them, that would be perfect for her to build it, keep her brand out there. And then, you know, they could do status updates, you know. Um, she can. I mean, there's nothing wrong with. It. I think it'd be great for the women's evolution for her to be pregnant and do in-ring interviews and you know all that stuff, and and it would just keep her plugged in, so that way it wouldn't be two years of her gone. It would be seemingly you know because she's always been there in some capacity. Maybe like you would think it's like two pay-per-views, and next thing you know, here's Ronda Rousey again because Lord no, Lord knows. Beyonce pops out a kid. Next thing you know, she's on tour two days ago, two days from then. <laughs> it's like, God dang, you just get birth. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Like, what the heck just happened? Okay. You know, we're ain't. we we're not going to touch that. Because <laughs> I, I, I can say so much. But, you know, I, I, my line, it seemed like she just no, I, had another Beyonce, baby and she on tour. She, you you hearing news on Saturday night that she's in labor and they just shut the whole floor of the hospital down the maternity wing. She delivers the baby on Sunday. They take pictures on on Monday and then on Wednesday she's out on tour in, in, in uh-huh. the Dominican Republic. Yeah, who like, runs the world? You know what I'm saying? It's like God dang, did, did this just happen? Jeez, yeah, 
Chill, she, she's my wife, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Just dropped another rock. <laughs> oh my God. But I mean that that I think that would be uh, a smart thing. So that way she's, you know, still interjected in there. And that that's like I said, it'd be great for visuals because it's saying to the rest of the women as we're evolving, you can make that decision and it won't be a negative per se. You know, because uh-huh. that gives the opportunities for Natalia to have a baby, hopefully a boy, because let's be honest, somebody has to be interjected into World Wrestling Entertainment from the Hart Dynasty. So somebody's got to come over. Well, quickly. You, you got somebody that's actually tearing up I know the industry over in England. But we're hoping that comes over. You know, because if they, you know, that's the, on that hard side, it's like, well, you know, we're still kind of mad with Vince type of thing. So Natty would be the only other safe bet to infuse another member of the Hart dynasty in. But she's got to put in that work and she can yeah. afford at this moment to step away and then come back because it would be great for her um, to do so if it's possible. You know, no, I'm not getting anybody's womb business, but, you know. <laughs> If it, if it's possible, she's submitted her career to the Hall of Fame status level that she can step away and come back. Um, but it, I think it'd be great to see that you don't have to forego one of the most uh, purest joys by design of uh, you know bringing life into the world just to do sports entertainment, unless that's what you want to do. So I don't know. We didn't. We didn't gone off into labor and delivery. <laughs> we didn't did everything. Heck yeah, man! Beyonce and and, and a little bit of Jay Z, yeah, the Rock. You know, all that stuff is happening. So, and then we had a moment of bliss. Your girl, who I like but, to get. <laughs> let, let let me let me say this real quick. Didn't she look good in that black? Oh, when does she? Mm. When does she? And I, I like the, the 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 current angle between her and Elias that they always just get interrupted because you know when she threw her stuff up <laughs> when Leo came out it's like really, really, but I gotta give it the the Leo Rush. He was almost my superstar of the week because he looked really good in his match with Finn Balor. Yeah, really. And good. finally, this is what I've been asking for for I'll say on the short side, a few weeks, is when is Leo going to finally get from behind the mic and show that he can wrestle. Mm -hmm. And one thing about Leo Rush, if you don't know that he can wrestle, check his resume. Go check and find tape on him in, uh, what is it, CZW, uh, MCW. I mean, it's so many places you could check out him. And then on top of that, you know, of course he can wrestle because he's from the DMV, my man Mm -hmm. Leo. I agree. So he made Balor look great. And in my opinion, also cemented his opportunities down the road. Because I still think him versus Buddy Murphy, he needs to take the belt. And then that would even be another dynamic considering that him and Bobby Lashley had one of Bobby's best promo segments that I've seen in a long time where Bobby was really getting on him talking about you had one job. You know, Imagine a dynamic if Leo goes up against 
Buddy Murphy beats Buddy Murphy. Leo is the 205 Live Cruiserweight Champion, and now Bobby has no belt. Think about that. You know, how it's like, all right, Bobby, you got my back, right? And Bobby's like, whatever, I ain't got time. He's just out there looking around, do your thing. You know, the first couple of matches, it may be Bobby uh, pulling the leg out and, you know, the opponent falls on their face and Leo gets the pin off of that. But then Bobby just gets more and more resentful and then just attacks Leo. And that, you know, allows Leo to get a face turn and makes Bobby more of a heel because now he's a loner and he's solo again. But yet he's still running with Corbin and Drew McIntyre. So I, I, I think that would be a smart transition for a, a, a you know hour two storyline on Raw if they are still on Raw after the Superstar shakeup. And you know what? I like to call that little alliance between uh, Baron Corbin, uh, McIntyre, and, and, and Bobby Lashley. That's an uneasy alliance. Uneasy alliance. Yeah, it's very uneasy because when they come down, you know they're getting ready to destroy something. Kinda and it makes you feel uneasy. Kind of reminds you of what? The Shield. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. They are more hounds of justice than the hounds of justice have been. Because they look like they, they're just hungry wolves coming down, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, man. When they put, you know, when they came down on Strowman uh, at the um, uh, Elimination Chamber, it's like, man. These fools look like they about to just do something. And I'm like, well, sure, I'm about to catch that L then. <laughs> Ain't no getting around that. I mean, sorry, bro, and you're about to catch that L. You're not hulking out of this. You're going to eat this one. And uh, it was just uh, a good sight. But then we had another good sight. And this we already kind of alluded to the alleged but possible combination of the shield coming back after the feel-good moment. You know, you see, speaking of the uneasy alliance coming down to beat down Dean Ambrose, and then we see Seth and Roman come out. But I thought it was interesting on how they played that to where after they did the save, they both just exited the ring. And then they did the the, the old-fashioned uh, undertaker look back at the ring to see Dean Ambrose, you know, just in the ring. So it's like, you know, it's interesting how they write the storyline because – Seth, you was just in that position only a couple of years ago where you were the heel turning on everybody. So it's like, why don't you pick uh, your boy up? Why are you leaving the ring? But then on the same time, you know, you want to stretch that out for another. That's the old school, um, you know, storyline progression right there. But I think that was more along the lines of if Dean – Dean has to make the choice to come back home. We can't, you know, pick you up, dust you off, and bring you back home. You have to come back home yourself. Yeah, and that's what, that's, I'm that's about. How, what that, I took from it. That was that, you know, think back to uh, Hulk Hogan uh, saving a macho man back in the day and macho not really wanting to save. And, you know, then eventually macho came down and saved Hogan. And then they just mm-hmm. throw hugged it out. But that took – almost six months for that to happen. Not saying that they're going to go with that old school approach of longevity, but we still, you know, got what, four or five weeks uh, before we really are at the go home show for WrestleMania. Right. So you could take that four or five weeks and really curate that into a sub storyline to go WrestleMania in the, uh, the Monday night raw 
after Mania. Hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's why, why I love this time of year because any and everything technically could be a play. Like in my head, I may have five different storyline opportunities and it's just seeing which one is closest to without going over what they really do. <laughs> so it's like, oh, how can we branch this out? You know, it's like a Venn diagram, just a whole bunch of circles going around and eventually it all leads to the same thing, which is the Shield reunion in that instance. But speaking of reunions, we didn't have The Rock, which I still think was weird, but yet, you know, The Rock's mom always shows up when The Rock can't make it. To which, you know, she's on that, uh, I guess we'll call it royalty level of The Rock. So, you know, well, she should enough. be. She's good enough. I didn't see his daughter, though. So she's probably off at, uh, you know, I guess it is school time and stuff like that. But, you know, normally mom goes with, um, you know, granddaughter. But then also, you know, she can be with Nia Jax and Tamina um, as well. Right. So, you know, it's just a family affair, another dynasty. But we had the <laughs> the Flair 70th TV celebration. Which, you know, we knew Ricky Steamboat was going to be there. We knew HBK, you know, 9 out of 10 was going to be there because, you know, we're talking NXT. Kurt Angle was fine. But my man, Sting. Not only was it about flair, but we were in ATL to, you know, WCW, Ted Turner Country. And, Mm -hmm. you know, man, they popped for Sting something hard. And before you say something, the first thing I saw when they was, you know, when Triple H was going in and talking about, you know, how the night was going and the road to WrestleMania, and they showed that cake. I'm like, who's going through the cake? It's, you know, it's a double stack cake on a table. Who's mm-hmm. going through the cake? Now I'll let you go ahead, and then uh, I'll talk about that. I watched it, and I watched it with uh, my younger son. And he, all of his life, I've been a Ric Flair fan. Mm-hmm. And long before he was born, I was a Ric Flair fan. As a kid, I told him, I said, you know, I was a really huge Sting fan because I always thought Ric Flair was flashy. But that dad going figure four, I was like, I'm going to find a way to break out of that figure four. I'm 37 years old, and I still ain't found a way to break out of a dad going figure four yet. But I was telling him about watching Sting. And Ric Flair wrestled when I was a kid. And now this is NWA days. Mm. And this is like an every night thing for me. You know, they, this is when they would show wrestling every night. I mean, it was pre-recorded, but it came on every night at 7.30. And I would sit down and watch it. And I would watch him and Sting go back and forth, back and forth. And it may be Sting win all of them this week. Flair win all of them next week. I'm just like, oh my goodness. But that right there, it, it, it gave me a love for something other than WWF at the time, because I at that time that's all I knew. But it gave me a love. And they, they said it was 1988, and I thought about it. I said, man, I had to uh, see I was in second grade. That's about right. I said, but they said the first time that Sting and Flair met was 1988. But I swear I thought they met before that. But Either way it goes, 
just the battles that I watched them have and just to see them, you know, see Sting out there to celebrate Ric Flair was awesome for me. Mm-hmm. I agree. I wasn't expecting it. Even though, like I said, they was in A, I thought they were going to go to Rock Angle. Um, but considering the angle that they did do, that was not televised, that was not kayfabe broken, that was not leaked that somebody is in the area. You know, that was the furthest thing from anybody's mind, which I thought it was weird. I was like, well, maybe Flair is going to make, a, you know, a, a Ric Flair-esque entrance and that's why he didn't come out immediately when his music hit you could and then i was like why are they showing on camera stephanie saying where's rick you know like that's something that would be the no-no for the cameraman you'd be instantly fired if you caught that on tv because you know that that's showing it as a problem um Uh but then my man dave was not expecting that at all. And I know Triple H normally has his obligatory, almost like the the, the Undertaker's secret streak that he's trying to meet, um, you know, match at WrestleMania so that way he can still have his uh, performance status with the company as well as, you know, his back-of-the-house stuff. But, yeah, I wasn't expecting that one. I wasn't even thinking about it at, the, at this moment on who Triple H's opponent would be per se, especially with them going into the Hall of Fame. But, man, double duty for trips, potentially. Yeah. And I, I'm just, I, I, I didn't, that was a, a serious turn. And it's like, you, you, you looking, and all of a sudden, bang, out of nowhere. It hit you. And I, I thought, this is my feeling. I was like, Raw really brought it this week. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they, they brought it big time. I agree with that. And jeez, man. Now I did have. I, I just kind of sort of. What's that? It, uh, no, you'll be able to get a good chuckle out of it. Um, and this is like old school common sense versus kayfabe. So Batista shows up, and he's going to beat down Ric Flair, right? So we got a cameraman watching Batista drag another cameraman to the door for Batista to go in and attack Flair. Why didn't the first cameraman that has recorded Batista drag the other cameraman call somebody and be like, hey, Batista's here yoking up the cameraman in front of Ric Flair's door. (laughs) You know, like I said, it's a, uh, uh, you know, it's just the, the craziness of you know, wrestling fans and storytelling, but just the thought of that, you know, when you look at it, you think back at it, like, why the hell are they just recording? I mean, you know, I know you're supposed to be the 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 window into the backstage allegedly, but it's the principle of the thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> he dragging your boy. You got gonna call somebody? And that that right there was real. He really dragged the cameraman. <laughs> Because the camera, every time he went to go stand up, he was just dragging yep. And the next thing you know, he's on his knees. I'm like, yep, he's really dragging him. And then uh, did you notice when Flair was on the ground, Flair kind of did a little bit of a, what I, at least what looks like to me, a rib. Because at one moment, Flair's laying there, and, you know, he's, uh, but then, like, Rick, why is your shirt halfway up? <laughs> 
and it wasn't halfway up because of the drag. You pulled your shirt up. <laughs> like, why is he flashing <laughs> on his birthday? Like, Rick, are you crazy? So I thought, to me, that was like a little rib. Because Triple H is right there and Flair's like, oh, just slowly pulling his shirt up. <laughs> like, oh, that's classic nature right there, man. This, this I also nature. got the uh, – when he was – when Batista dragged him out, I got the uh, – I don't. you might not have saw it, but when he was dragging him, he was holding on to his chains the whole time. <laughs> yeah. He had the right hand on the chain. The left hand was laying down. He had the right hand on the chains. And he was holding on to his chains because as soon as Batista let him go, he let the chains go. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, you get when you got that Ric Flair drip, man, you, you got to protect it at all costs. <laughs> yeah, Flair, like, I ain't pay for these yet. That's <laughs> still a couple checks on this thing. God dang it. Let me ask you this. Do you think, I mean, even though he hasn't, how long has it been since he's competed in a WWE ring? Batista? No, I'm talking about Ric Flair. Oh. He retired. What was it maybe Four or five years, maybe. Is it? I thought it was longer than that. But uh, you, you, you really think? Oh yeah, Flair can go. I He's been cleared. He can go. I, 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 yeah, but I, I don't think he's gonna let Triple H stand up for him. No, no, no. I think he's gonna come back. He's gonna try. He's he gonna take that bump. Oh yeah, he's gonna take a couple. Like Dave is gonna tag him, and he's gonna hit. He's gonna hit the mat. He's he's gonna take a beatdown of some sort that is going to, you know, lead to, uh, you know, Dave getting arrested or, or dragged out. And, you know, it's going to be the, the Becky Lynch big old brawl uh, of doom type of thing that's that's going to happen, um, that, that, that type of feel, which I think is cool. I'm just in question as to what color Batista's glasses are going to be. Are we going with the red, <laughs> the black, or the purple? That's all I want to know. <laughs> but that, that was a, a great segment. Now, I will say that the only thing I don't like is that, but, you know, Batista is his is own thing and his own person. But I think he needs to cool his jets. I know he wasn't happy with the, the James Gunn situation with Guardians. But, you know, it's been, you know, a lot of reports always saying, like, you know, Batista doesn't want to be looked at as a movie star. He's like, I'm not the rock. You know, don't, you know, put your foot in and pull an Andrew Garfield. And next thing you know, Marvel has pulled you out of that role. Because, you know, Drax has, kept, Drax has opened up doors for you to be able to do other things on a higher tier. Opposed to where you were in the straight to Netflix before Netflix was big, you know, B-movie stuff. So you need, you need that, uh, you know, that, that Marvel money and that Marvel fame to keep you on par so that way you can go in and come out. Because Suplex City versus the Animal Batista may be a good match down the road in the interim since, you know, you got no Marvel money coming in until they figure out what's going on with Guardians, allegedly. But then again, we also don't know what is happening because we don't know what Thanos did. So, you know, <laughs> and, and still a lot of mystery as to what may happen. We know there's a new Guardians movie, but I am intentionally not paying attention to anything. I'm not watching unless I can't help but just glance at it, a Captain Marvel trailer. I'm not looking at uh, a Dark Phoenix trailer. 
I'm not looking at anything, even the Spider-Man trailer. I haven't even seen it yet. That's a teaser trailer because I want to experience all of those movies organically, get the after movie pop organically. And then when it's time to see uh, what happens with the Infinity Gems, I want to be, you know, like everybody else was when uh, Peter Parker was like, I, I, I don't want to go, Mr. Stark. You know, everybody tearing up in the Oh my God! Why did you have to bring that back? Because nobody was expecting that. You're like, "What the? No, Pete! No! <laughs> we just mm. got the best Spider-Man ever, and now you're no, dead. no, no. Well, hold on. Number one, you're not gonna do. You're not gonna bring that memory back up because I got a tear that's hanging on the edge in the corner of my eye right now, With a tear and I'm trying to stop it. In my eye. This is uh, sorry. Number two. <laughs> number two. Tobey Maguire was the best. No, no, no. Spider-Man. No. He's second now. Oh, here we go. Uh, Tom Holland has got the, in my opinion, the two best things. The right Pete feel and the best writing for any Spider-Man. I mean, come on now. You know, Toby was good, but he was a little bit more mature of a, a, a Spider-Man. And he was groundbreaking, like, oh man! But Tom Holland's—I mean, just that—that—that that, that, uh, that high school age, and you know, when he was doing a commentary, when he was fighting, you know, talking to Captain America and comparing notes, and like, you're in a battle, you know. <laughs> when Hawkeye was like, does he ever shut up? It was just perfect, perfect, you know. And that—that that, that was enough, in my opinion, to nudge him over um, Tobey Maguire. That's just me, though. We'll, we'll, we'll have to have this discussion at a later date and time because we're going to have to call about a few hours. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, trust me. We, we will go in on this. Trust and believe. Don't be playing with me about my, my Spider-Man movies now. That's like you trying to tell me that uh, the new Spider-Man for the PS4 is not the best Spider-Man game ever done. Don't you say it. You better agree with me. That no, I, 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 I won't say that. Good, good, good. I say that's going to be another ride in the streets. <laughs> but, you know, still big ups to Spider-Man 2, which until last year was the best Spider-Man game ever done. Uh, edging out Maximum Carnage, which before Spider-Man 2 came out was the best Spider-Man ever done. In the hierarchy, in my opinion. And Lord knows you can still play Maximum Carnage to this day. When that music hits, you know it's about to go down on your Super Nintendo. For those that don't know what a Super Nintendo is, it's a Nintendo that came after the regular 8-bit Nintendo. So it went from 8-bit to... No, I'm just joking. <laughs> People are like, I swear oh. they like, week after week, we get some wrestling... And then they just start going off into some other stuff that just, how do we get there? I mean, first we didn't talk about breast milk. Now we're talking about Spider-Man. Now we got video games. You know, when we go around a universe, we really are going around a universe. <laughs> All the way. So, and one thing you can always guarantee is we're going to get some gaming in there somewhere. Yeah. We got to. That, that, that's, that's, a, that's in the sideline junkie bylaw. Hey, if we can interject it. We gonna interject it, to which hopefully you know. I guess 
since this will be airing on Sunday. You got one more day left for the division beta. Um, Anthem is hot. Don't believe the negative hype. And oh yeah, because uh, nobody's playing Fortnite anymore. Yeah, because you got Apex Legends out there. And then we also got my man uh, Dante coming out next week on some Devil May Cry action. So uh, video games this year is is hot, heavy, and crazy the way they are jam-packing all these games in. And then we still got games like Days Gone coming out next month. And, you know, we're waiting on Last of Us 2. And just for the record, so for those that need to know, uh, we are looking towards PS5 and Project Anaconda, which is Xbox One 2 or whatever they want to call it, coming out next year as well. And it is heavily rumored that the next uh, component of Halo, which is Halo Infinite, will be the launch title with the new Xbox, which sucks because I really want Halo this year. But we do have Gears of War 5. To, exactly. To that. So, And that is, uh, from last I heard, going extremely well. And Sideline Junkies will be bringing you um, some exclusive opportunities and looks at Gears of War 5 in August um, from uh, the GameStop Managers Conference and also some strong information on all the what we'll call with air quotes the 20s, the Madden 20, the NBA 2K20, the WWE 2K20, the NBA Live 20, the FIFA 20, and the only one that won't be a 20 is baseball. And then we'll also find out uh, very soon about the college basketball. Uh, I'm sorry, I apologize, college football game that is going to be coming out from a third-party developer. That will be uh, talked about heavily in June because that's going to be coming out, hopefully, if not the end of this year, the beginning of next year for sure. And then if that sells well, then we'll have college basketball. So, you know, keep your fingers crossed. Next March Madness, you'll have uh, a new college basketball game that's authentic to the college experience happening. You're welcome. There's some games. <laughs> I need that in my life. I'll say that. <laughs> I will say that. I, I I need college football in my life. I need college basketball in my life. Of course, I'm going to need Gears of War in my life. And you need to get that MLB to show in your life because – uh man, even though not too much of a difference, truthfully, uh, between last year and this year, but no matter what year you get on MB show, it's just uh, an amazing product to just sit down and just listen to all day, uh, letting it run on the track mode or just to play it. So if you're a, a baseball fan, since we are well underway on some spring training, you can go back and start your career on MLB to show 18 and trans your character over to MLB to show 19. I only talked it up because, yes, Don Rodriguez is in MLB the show as well. So <laughs> he makes appearances on WWE 2K19, makes appearances on MLB the show, and whatever else. You know, he's just everywhere. He's, he's a well, multi-sport champion. I, I will say that this guy, KG, just makes appearances on 2K NBA 2K, whatever year. I, I mean, I, I keep my plays and everything for every year. I never delete anything, so I, I like to go back and play. I'm a retro gamer. Oh, nothing wrong with that. 
Uh, it would also be nice, you know, just come up with the challenge out there now if you decide to step up and get in the WWE 2K20. Um, and then you can be my tag partner on the PlayStation 4 online and we can put that work in because unfortunately, because you think I forgot, I didn't, that that may be the only way that you'll be showing up with a new championship belt is because we won the <laughs> video game. Ooh, you got me in trouble last week. I wasn't going to say nothing just yet. I was going to wait. You thought I was going to bring that up, huh? You're like, man, he didn't even talk about it. I thought he was going to lead in with the championship. No, buddy. I, I was by my time. So, oh, boy. So what championship are we buying, man? <sighs> I, I'm, I'm going to say this. <laughs> and she, I, I got off. I got off. Uh, We got off the podcast last week. And I went in. I told her the plan. I told her. I put your name in. It was like, you know, Don approved it. She said, okay, how much does it cost? I said, um, well, we don't know yet, so we got to look. But uh, I want something really, really nice. Uh, I want my first belt to be the Attitude Era Championship belt. It's one of my favorite belts. Um, she said, okay. She said, give me a price range. I said, well, they're, they're really nice. So you're supposed to go take it to Space Mountain every time she said price. You're taking a Space Mountain. I- Man, every time I got close to try to go to space, I, I'm like, every time I got close to get on the ride, I got a full, a hand to the forehead. You know, hey, I asked for a price. I said, well, let me relax you first, baby. I'm, no, no. Like five. Yeah, it, 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 no space mountain. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she wasn't having it. Just let her know we're going to pull the trigger when they're 40, 30 to 40% off. And that'll be right I, around I told- WrestleMania. I told her that. I said, look, they're getting ready to go on sale. If I do this and I, I put in my bid and I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to get. 30 to 40% off. Bang, bang, bang. I, I mean, a whole new belt. First one to add to the collection. You know, I, I had it all worked out. Everything you told me to say. I went to say it. And she wasn't having it. Matter of fact, she just walked up behind me. So, um, she was Johnny Cage, huh? Shout out to Mortal Kombat, love, Johnny Cage fatality. <laughs> love you. We were talking about last week about the championship belts, and we were talking and everything. Now, I tried to take you to Space Mountain, but you wasn't having it because you wanted to know a price. You got to tell we're now, live. Look, now, we're on air right now. Okay, 30 to 40 percent off in the next coming month. Is that a hard no, that's or that's a, a definite, soft no? That's a definite no. But what? How about you give me a slow yes instead of a fast no? How about I give you a fast yes? A, I mean, a, a, yep, no, 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 take it. If she said yes, it's a. Wrap. You said fast, a fast it's a yes. Wrap. It's a wrap. Book it. We it. heard it. Wait. It's, While you're on. Wait, it's wait, oh, wait, wait. It's happened. I heard wait. it. It's. It's in the air now. It's done. She said yes. It's, it's, done. She said yes. You heard that. Done. She said yes. Done. It's Got recorded. It. It's done. It is she, done. She, she, she. <sighs> Look, it's going to be a little bit more extreme tonight. So <laughs> if we take that as a yes, um, we're going we're gonna to have to get Sergeant Slaughter or somebody out here <laughs> to reverse this decision. The match must L. continue. You better take that L. But she said yeah. Man, I'm going to wind up. I'm gonna wind up coming to live with you. Hey man, you come. I got five belts. What's what's the sixth one? 
we'll, we'll, we'll make it happen, but, man. <laughs> but, come on, here's now. the plan. How, how about we? You gonna go get you? And I'm gonna throw this where you know, the 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 parent company of Don Rodriguez is a little older. So you gonna get you some uh, lunch meat and some bologna and some cheese, and that's what you are gonna have for lunch for like the next month. And you are gonna save all that lunch money, and we are gonna put all that together, and we are gonna get it done, son. We gonna get it done. Uh, and thank you to my lovey for coming and imposing her will and telling me no. I'm not like most girls. Yeah. God dang. Actually, correction, she That's... just hit you with the straight jacket. To me, that would be proud. Yeah. Like, God dang. This would never happen if I was with Nia Jax. <laughs> like, God dang. She, she hit you with the no yes. Yeah, yeah. So that means we got one foot in the door. So, you know. One foot. She, she's weakening. So she, 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 I'm wearing her down. So it's going to take me a little bit longer. But if I go ahead and wear her down, by the time they go on sale, I'm in there. So I'm not even worried about it. I'm just going to keep wearing her down. Are we getting it in, son? I'm telling you, yeah. this is your year. Yeah. We are getting you a, a championship belt. I'm Most definitely. You, I'm telling you, it will happen. Now, maybe small, and then I'll just, but we will get you. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter because guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? This is the best part about it. When I order it, I ain't got to have it sent to the house. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Guess uh, what I can have it sent to? Where? I can have it sent to my job. You know why? Because I'm the receiving manager. I receive all the packages in that come in through FedEx and UPS. And this is how guys get in trouble. Because they totally forget that nope. this is recorded. So she was like, uh-huh. So I'm going to just pop over to your job when I see these belts on sale. And they were like, what is this? Oh, this, no, 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 no. don't look like a car park. Like, heck yeah, honey. No, 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 no. She, 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 she. See, that's the whole thing. I'll make it so she can never listen to this podcast. No, 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 no. Everybody else out there in Junkieville will be able to listen to it. Except for the wife. No, no. Maybe you get it like piece by piece. You order a plate and then you order a, like a belt. And be like, no, honey, this is just my weightlifting belt. Like, why I look like a championship <laughs> belt? I don't know, but it's just leather, right? Like, yeah, it's twenty dollars. Right. And then, you know, the center plate comes in and the kaboom. Like, what happened? Oh man. I made it myself out of cardboard. Like, why'd I look like uh some metallic substance? That's some metallic looking cardboard, isn't it? I know. Yeah, man. a good paint job. Good yeah, paint job. Yeah, man. Shoot. Now, you know that. That's okay, so you got about. ideas on that. You got ideas on that. How in the world am I going to get a Ric Flair rope? I need a, I want a blue one. Uh, you got to win a lottery talk for about that. Secrets. You got to win a lottery for that. Them things, four grand a piece. Minimum. The bad part about it, most people will say, man, you wasting your money. I'm like, dude, you don't understand. The feeling. Of having a, a a Ric Flair robe on, I'm talking about authentic, legit. Now it's like know. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. It's it turns your sex appeal up. Oh, that's how I felt when I got my first belt, that Ric Flair championship. I, I I couldn't waste time looking at it. I had to go run and find somebody to hit upside the head with it. But I told <laughs> after I hit you, make sure you sell it. After I hit you, then you can turn right around and hit me. 
They looked at me like crazy, like, you're going to let me hit you. No, for real. And then, you know, I clocked him hard, too. And then he sold it because I really hit the hell out of him. Um, but, you know, he hit me back, too. I sold it, too. But he hit me as hard. I, he pulled it. I'm like, no, nah, I ain't pulling up, man. You're going to take this hit. <laughs> I don't know why. Shout out to my man, Bacon. But, you know, I also hit him with a chair shot, too. And this is one of those times. Now, I know how to throw a chair shot, you know, uh, Bret Hart style, where the whole body is in, but the impact is impact. Like, yeah, he right. believe that. Yeah, he got a concussion that day because it was just pow. But it looked great. I wish I could. If cell phones, uh, you know, were in the – dang it, that mind. Oh, that's rough. I might as well just say it now because I'm state my age. But if cell phones were in existence then, <laughs> that would have been great to see on Facebook because he was just pow. He, he took all that. Yeah. That was a good day. <laughs> it sounds like it. Speaking of good days, I think Daniel Bryan had a great day on SmackDown, and he didn't do anything. In the midst of – Not a thing. Um, Kofi coming out in a new day, hyping and jumping, and, you know, Big E getting uh, a sizable, intelligent groping of Stephanie McMahon and Shane McMahon, which is smart, so that way plausible deniability – Hey, man, I hug both of them the same. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, trust me, I was jealous. So, like, you mofo, that's some mess I've done before. You know what I'm saying? You hug somebody you really wanted to hug, but then you hug this other person. Like, man, I'm just hugging everybody today. Like, oh, yeah, but I got that hug, though. Um, and then, you know, Daniel Bryan is sitting there with a smug look all the way up to the crowd being deflated and infuriated when – Vincent K. to McMahon pulled the plug and then sent out Kevin Owens saying Kofi's not deserving, which ironically is the same thing he kind of said about Becky Lynch. So it's kind of like broken record Vince on that sort of thing. But nobody really cares because it was overshadowed by the fact that Kevin Owens came back and replaced um, Kofi, but still smooth, smug, stoic Daniel Bryan just sitting there. The entire time was like, oh, that is the whoever came up with that segment. That is the, the stuff of pure television genius from the Daniel Bryan side of things. Showing it doesn't matter if it's Kofi or Kevin Owens, because either way, I still got Eric Rowan standing behind me, but mm -hmm. you're not taking my championship. So DB was just standing there, man. I know you had to have been pumped about how Daniel Bryan was just taking all that in stride. I mean, I think the best way to describe it is stoic because he yep. didn't make a facial movement. He he, he reminds you of uh, Chief, one flew over the cuckoo's nest because he yep. didn't move. He didn't laugh. He didn't smirk. He held everything together. And that makes that's what, one of the things that makes Daniel Bryan so good at what he does. Mm -hmm. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I mean, Seeing Kevin Owens come back. Don't go too deep into I, I, it. Because that is our topic for was, the post. So you got to glance right, over it. That, but that, that, that's something I wasn't expecting right then and there. Remember, we talked about Kevin Owens coming back. He said he was about a month out. And this is like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So we, we kind of pinpointed it, you know, either Fast Lane or WrestleMania. Yeah, we got, we, we got Swerve. Think of a SmackDown. Yeah. So that maybe that video was just old, but 
Uh, he came back. But Daniel Bryan stole that whole entire segment. Oh, yeah. Speaking of stealing, I also did not expect to see V1 come back. <laughs> which is interesting because we got the Hardy Boys. So it looks like they are really kind of re-solidifying the tag team division um, on both sides of the street, you know, with uh, DIY tag teaming, in essence. Um, and then Ricochet and Aleister Black seemingly becoming a pseudo tag team. The Hardy Boys are tag team. You know, we've got the revival, and and uh, all we need to see is a little bit more of the B team and and other tag teams doing their thing. But it looks like they're kind of quietly rebuilding the tag team division for the men on Raw and SmackDown. I don't know if you got the same feel, but it's like there's a lot of quiet tag team conversation without throwing the bar down people's throats, without throwing mm-hmm. the Usos down people's throats. And, you know, I know it's going to sound crazy, but the Miz and Shane is like, okay, whatever, y'all are doing your thing or whatever. But, you know, the true tag teams that have been tagging for a while, they, they're kind of like, like pushing it on people, but yet they're kind of building the division again. And it's a good thing because I, I know you didn't really care for uh, Root and Gable too much. Well, I just like um, Bobby Root's entrance as a solo. I think Chad Gable. I mean, it, it's cool to see them do it, but I just want to see Glorious. I don't need to see Gable, you know, because he yeah, doesn't I mean, have I, that, I, I, that Bobby Roode swagger. You know, you see Glorious. Have you seen the, the video with um, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano doing a Glorious spots with Bobby Roode? Mm-hmm. All throughout. Oh, I got to send that to you, man. It is. You will die laughing. And this is really what sold me on the Glorious and stuff, but we'll, we'll get to that. But Look that up for those that are listening. Um, you know, it's just a, a crazy little thing of just shooting a, a little video montage of them, you know, annoying the crap out of Bobby Roode. It's it's hilarious. You, you know what? I, I still say the same thing. James Storm need to come back, and their money needs to be put back together. But the way they they're doing the tag team division, and I look at. Cesaro and Sheamus, two pretty daggone good singles wrestlers, but they work so well mm. as a tag team. When this first started, and they, you know, they first started out, I didn't, you know, they were rivals that yep. turned into a tag team. But in actuality, it hasn't hurt neither one of their careers. Oh no, Elevated it has pushed them even even further. But with the Hardy Boys, well, let's let, let's say with Matt coming back. Um, which he said on Twitter or Instagram uh, that he wasn't retiring. That wasn't his final match. He had to get some things in order. Um, and in the process of him being gone away from the ring, he has reclaimed and patented the broken Hardy gimmick. So I don't think we will see the woken Hardy. I think you will see broken Hardy because he had to fight Ring of Honor for that. Mm-hmm. And he finally he got the paperwork and everything that he owns and trademark Broken Hardy. So expect to see that and what you and I have both been asking for, Brother Nero. Mm -hmm. Expect to see that soon. So with that being said, um, you got the Broken Hardy's going to come. You got the bar. Uh, 
Ricochet and Alistair Black. Gee, me. Christmas, I love watching them wrestle. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really, truly love watching them. Ricochet is just a phenomenal athlete. Alistair Black, that black mask, oh, my God. <laughs> my goodness. The, when he hit Nakamura, oh, Jesus. That's oh. all I could say was hit the, hit the, um, uh, the, my God, my God. <laughs> he killed him. He killed yeah. him. Because <laughs> just pow, like, Jesus. That's just. And the best cool. part about it, the best part about it is if you notice the way Ricochet and Alistair Black worked together, when Ricochet was getting ready to go over the top row, he tagged Alistair Black and he pointed. Alistair Black pulled the top rope down and Ricochet goes over the top. Alistair Black goes in and goes to work. Yep. I was like, wow. Now that right there, that sometimes takes years for a tag team to be cohesive like that. Now granted, they've wrestled in NXT against each other, but they said uh, Sunday Night Heat at the Super Bowl, which was almost a month ago. Matter of fact, tomorrow. It'll be a month ago. Um, they 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 kind of linked up and found a newfound respect for each other. And the next thing you know, it's like WWE mixed it all together. You got magic. Yep. You got yourself a tag team that can coexist. But if you separate the two of them, they can be stars too. Oh yeah. I would I so would I'm, like to see Ricochet as one of the first dual champions in recent history of him holding the 205 Live and holding the U.S. or IC title at the same time. You haven't had a dual champion in a long time to where, not that it's a unification thing, but Mm -hmm. just dual championship holder. Um, And I think Ricochet would be prime candidate number one. You know, because if Leo's not going to get the belt, Ricochet just shows up on 205 Live Challenge, and you know what that's about to be. Sorry, buddy. You about to catch that L, son. Because <laughs> you see every week the reason for his, I mean, his, his name being Ricochet, because he's in constant motion from, from one side to the other side, just fluent, constant. And it, it's weird because we're not talking about chain wrestling in the truest sense. We're talking about chain Lucha Libre style wrestling Mm -hmm. you know so he's he's going high fly to high fly to transition to high fly i mean if they could have added that element into no mercy oh boy you know that would be still even more the the best wrestling engine that has ever been done uh in a video game you know that's the one element that was missing was you would lose the chain when you would transition into going to the top rope even though you could Chain wrestle from whipping them into the rope, and then as long as you can win and you know get the the next move off of that and continue to chain, but going to the top rope, it would always break it or anything else like that. Think about this right here. Imagine a fatal four way: Ricochet, Andrade. Don't you going at get excited? Stop! I knew you. Moment you said Ricochet, <laughs> like oh god, it's about to get dangerous. I'll even throw Leo Russian in just to, because oh Leo can Leo can hold his own. Oh my god! Or you can substitute but, anyone about put Finn Balor in. 
Uh, I mean, hey, uh, Finn Balor too. Jesus. But this is the thing, though. You got a fatal four-way right there, right? But just when you think things can't get any better, guess who comes down the ramp to interfere? Mustafa Ali. Velveteen Dream. Oh, God. That's <laughs> but see, I didn't want to get – see, if I give you Mustafa, that's a little too much. Our brains explode oh, if you put Mustafa Ali that, in there. I'm telling you, if you took that match and put that as the first match, not the pre-show, but the first match of the four-hour-and-a-half stretch of WrestleMania, the crowd would be blown up, and the rest uh, – it would take them four matches to get caught up and to get re-energized. Yeah. That is on TLC level without tables, ladders, and chairs. Man, that is – that's meteoric right there. The, 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 the 450s, the shooting star press, I mean, the, the corkscrews oh. – yeah. Oh yeah. Let me. You know what? That's the equivalent about of this. having a young bucks versus the Usos. They just see super kicks everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Kicks it was on, a kicks. It's, kicks. It's a video. If I can find it, I, I think I, I think I may have sent it to you years ago. And but it was um. It was an indie wrestling. I don't even know what 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 federation it was. I don't know who it was. Don't even know who the wrestlers were. But everybody asked me, how can you get excited about something like that? I said, do you not see? They set it up, and from each corner of the ring, you got four simultaneous shooting star presses that landed on the button four times at the same time. That's what you would get from that match. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Hands down. But, you know, that that's, that's just hoping right there. But from smart booking, that's when you reset the year, the Monday after WrestleMania, that's the level of interaction that you need to have in hour two of Raw. You story build in hour one, you close the story in hour three, but in hour two, I'm sorry. Thank you, Eric Bischoff. Thumbs up to you because that was your formula uh, of having the cruiserweights in hour two to you know really make it happen, but it works. And then, you know, the crowd is, is continually flowing all the way through, and they're, they're seeing those high spots and everything, and it's, it's just mind-blowing. Um, hey, you man. thought you got something big with Rey Mysterio and Andrade. And, you know, we've seen them, what, three weeks in a row? Yep. And, and they didn't disappoint. They failed to disappoint. Even with the open challenge of setting up for R-Truth, which big props on how R-Truth is – um, intelligently winning, you know, so he's getting over and over. And I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. the videos of R Truth being in the toy store, and he's supposed to be, you know, the play on uh, the toy with um, uh, the late great Richard Pryor, where there's somebody coming in and looking at toys, like, no, I don't want that, I don't need that, I don't need that. And then they see the life size R Truth, and it's just Truth standing there, and then Truth standing in the cart, and the guy's pushing with, like, that's what I need. But you need to watch, look for those videos. It's on uh, our truce uh, Twitter feed. Oh my goodness! It's just and that's the most another subtle, thing. awesome thing right there. He, he, we already knew that he could wrestle. Oh yeah, we knew he could wrestle for the longest. But to see him and, and him and Carmella together are Let's absolutely magic. Because I'm not going to bring up the scuttle, but. You suck, Corey Graves. But uh, I'm only <laughs> killing it in um, 
the the painted on paint. I don't even call them. You can't even call them. I don't know what the hell you call them. Leggings. I mean, they look like you just painted on. Like my goodness. Woo. Uh, Ric Flair. Woo. Woo. Yeah. But that that combination they got with them, absolutely awesome. Yep. But the way he's he's he he's over now. I yeah, mean, he's always he's been over. Truth, you know. Yes, he hasn't. He hasn't sold out. He hasn't changed anything. This is the same guy that we've seen. Wow, how long yeah. has it been? I mean, oh yeah, man. I'm, I'm, this is as much fun that I've had with True since Little Jimmy. Especially, <laughs> you know, like my childhood hero when I was growing up, John Cena. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> you older than Cena? <laughs> And I swear he lost everybody with that. What? <laughs> but ironically, I haven't seen John Cena. Maybe he may have done it on his Twitter feed, be like, "Thanks, Truth. I'm glad I could be your hero or something." But uh, oh my goodness, yeah. I mean, did you also? He posted on his Twitter feed a, a picture of Truth standing next to Tupac. Yes, and I was like, I did see that, and I was like, oh, I, I was wondering, like, hell, I was like, is that Photoshop? No, that's that's real truth with his Gumby. <laughs> yeah. Like man, that that's old school G Street cred right there. I I used to love when him and the Road Dog hung out. Oh God, yes. <laughs> him and then also, it, it seems like when you pair him up with somebody, if they got skills and you know with his skills, it always worked. Him and the Road Dog, him and Gold Dust was awesome. That was mm-hmm. just magic right there. Hold the truth. Yeah, and they they even took the they took the social media. Because he released a few videos. He was talking to his daughter. He was like, nah, Uncle Goldie ain't coming around no more. <laughs> nah, you ain't got no Uncle Goldie. Don't worry about Uncle Goldie. Uncle, Uncle Goldie ain't coming around no more. Oh, yeah, that ride along <laughs> was hilarious, too. But it's just whatever he does, he goes full force. And right now, it's all working. And oh, yeah. everybody loves Truth and Carmella, especially for that dance break. And oh. but he's doing his in ring thing too. Yep. So I mean, and, he's, and it's not he's doing insult. the dangle thing. It's not like you know, oh, he's just uh, a transitional champion. He's winning, but he's winning on the truth level of entertainment. So mm-hmm. you know, he's he just beat Rey Mysterio and Andrade in a triple threat match for U.S. Open Championship. That's, you know, still legit, you know, being one of yeah. those two at any given day is a street cred. But the fact that you did both and, you know, Ray Mysterio couldn't do anything but just smile like, you got me, dog. <laughs> you got me. You do realize this is going to go on. He's going to rack up the wins probably until after WrestleMania. Yeah, because I don't think there's anybody that they need to have take the belt from him. There's nobody and it, that, that, that needs, I mean, you know, it needs to be that way for a while. But every week, you know, he is been challenged every week. Yep. It's going to be impressive. Yep. And I'm talking about like, and, give him the opportunity to be the longest reigning United States champion in recent history. Why not? Hmm. I, I, that wouldn't be bad. Would not be bad. Because, you know, we rocking wow. Kofi. Uh, I mean, Give Truth a chance was uh, running a lot longer than Give Kofi a chance. 
Yeah. So, and like I said, you know, the, the crowd loves it. It's it's just spot on, man. But I would like to see little Jimmy back as well. Get him a little built and everything. Oh, yeah. If you could do some CGI or maybe little Jimmy is real. <laughs> Hire an actor and let it be little Jimmy. You know, something to do some vignettes or whatever. Anything. Yeah. You know, I don't know. You, you can work. Can't say he's crazy if you if if you see him and he see him. You can't say he's crazy. Yeah, ain't that the truth, man? But <laughs> man, this is one of our longest around the universe segments ever. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we didn't talked about belts, breast milk. What else? <laughs> belts, <laughs> breast milk. We, video we didn't talk about pregnancy, video games. Pregnancy. We didn't have your wife do a, a spot uh, yeah. playing the heel tonight. Yeah, and, and so. I, I was surprised she didn't take one of the chairs and knock me upside the head with it. But I, I mean, she might jump off the top rope or something. I, I just as long every as time you sell she walks through, all that matters. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of which, I made the mistake of teaching her an armbar. Why well, got to teach her all the moves that's going to prevent you from clicking order? On a computer, because that's <laughs> the problem. Is she asked me because we we were watching something, and she's like, "That don't look like it hurt." I said, "Yeah, it does." And I showed her how to do it. My elbow ain't been the same since. Well, like I open my elbow and it clicks. Just be glad she don't say that when she's looking at the STF U by John Cena. But like that don't look like it hurt. Like, well, yeah, technically. But let me show how you're supposed to go, and then I say, you know, you you tapping out. Like yeah, yeah, um, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not telling her none of that. I, I refuse to show her any more moves, and uh, I also took her to Suplex City before, so that was that was pretty fun. Oh, shoot. if you're taking a Suplex City, you just need to go ahead and uh, do a couple of those, get her all discombobulated, click order, and what happened? I have no idea. You was in Suplex City, didn't you see the, the hey. sign? Dick. You had packed gonna, your bags. She, she gonna pop up like the Undertaker in the middle of the night. Boom! You gonna look over <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> like, hey baby, how are you? Okay. <laughs> like no, no, no. <laughs> oh, oh my god! god. You gonna be taking a shower? She gonna bust in the door like Kane did at the uh, uh, Hell in the Cell, his first one. That's gotta be Kane. Ripping down, <laughs> ripping down the bathroom door. I know you're in there. You hit order, didn't you? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> oh my God. Brimstone. She's going to kill him. Oh, oh my God. Man. man, that's the take we need to send to Jim Ross. Like, just please just commentate this. This is voiceover this, Jim. Please. But. My God Almighty. <laughs> 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 Even throw borrowing it, Mama Mia. <laughs> oh man! So uh, I guess we got to pay uh, uh, some bills and, and keep the people in the truck happy. Since yeah, you know, we are check, paying a man peanut butter jelly sandwiches right now. So you know, at yeah. least we can hit up with craft services, which is not really craft because we giving them peanut butter and jelly. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a hey, hey, we got sponsors. 
we we we're starting. We're, we're, we we you know we're paying the crew a little bit. You know they get their check for seventy to four cents. You know pretty soon it'll go up to seventy five. So don't worry about it. The, the, the money's it's coming. I mean we we had a little slip up last week. We only did one show this week, so that's why the check was late. Yeah, we, we only did Thursday show. We didn't do Tuesday. We've been promising that crime time money. Every time I bump into him, we're like, where my money? Money. Yeah, yeah. My money. Money. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm trying to find my millions of dollars. <laughs> you over here talking about that money, money. Big ups to, uh, you know, two great uh, African-American tag teams. But, yeah, man, let's go. Uh, we'll pay some bills and then come back. And then uh, we're going to finish strong. We got to do Pillar to Post, which is going to be about KO's big return. Is it a happy or sad moment on a heel face to- uh, topic and then Superstar of the Week? And then I get to ask KG the book it question uh, of all time, a.k.a. that is affected by this week's Monday Night Raw <laughs> and SmackDown. And I do not know what's coming, so I have no time to prepare. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Oh. <sighs> Oh, it's a good one. I hope you're ready I to book be this. Ready. I hope you're ready okay. to book this. So we'll be I, back. I'm hoping. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. We'll be back. Stay tuned. And we're right back like we never left. That's right. So guess it's time to go pillar to post, ladies and gentlemen. Which, uh, as a quick reminder, that's where we cover a major topic um, from what happened in the weekend, wrestling, wrestling, sports entertainment. And we take it from a heel and face perspective, and we alternate every week. So this week, I am the heel, and KG, you are the face. And we get to discuss if, well, the reaction of how Kevin Owens has been brought back into current WWE storyline. So I'll go first from the heel perspective. I think it was not in the best interest. I wasn't happy with the vignettes. And I definitely wasn't happy with how he came in, not Kevin Owens-ish, not fight Owens fight, not how it used to be where he was talking trash, but he was beating everybody at the same time. So you couldn't be mad at him because he talked all this crap, like, ah, Kevin Owens, but he won the match clean. So he fought, he won, he succeeded. Can't say anything, but to get in there. And then he's like, Oh, you know, uh, I know you guys aren't happy with it, but Kofi also kind of deserves it. So how about we tag up together? And then you don't beat down Kofi. So the only heat you temporarily got was when you walked out, but it wasn't because of your acts. It's just because that people wanted Kofi to get the championship and, and, and win it at Fastlane. But yet you turn right around and had the face moment at the end of the match. And, you know, you told the ref, grab his hand too, raise both of our hands. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm not happy with uh, the whole situation. It just wasn't Kevin Owens-ish to me. But, you know, tell me your face side. Well, we were without Kevin Owens since October. He was out, surgery on both knees. Uh, 
the vignettes kept coming back. Uh, him in the bowling alley and everything, and saying he'd be thirty days away and he'll be back, and him showing up received a pretty big pop. I mean, it was awesome because this is one of your great Universal Champions, uh, a fighting champion. Please don't kill me, Brock. Um, <laughs> this to to have KO back. It, it, it says a lot, and only thing that's missing is is, is Sami Zayn. So, I, from a face perspective, it's good for business because business just picked up. And when he signed his contract to wrestle Daniel Bryan for the championship at Fastlane, just the look on his face of you know, yeah, I belong here. I mean, the, the the confidence was supreme. You could see it. I bet in the building you could smell it. You could feel it. I mean, just absolutely awesome for him to come back. At the time he he has came back, um, just dealing with Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's a pretty good champion. He hasn't been challenged yet. And, of course... AJ Styles is not in the picture. Samoa Joe's not in the picture right now. You're putting KO, former Universal Champion, former U.S. Champion, in this position. You can't go wrong. Yeah, but let me ask you this, though. So you get double duty. How are you going to book KO losing to Daniel Bryan without hurting KO? Right now, Daniel Bryan is considered a heel, correct? Mm-hmm. So KO is your face. You get the sentimental laws where he gives everything he got. And uh, uh, what's my man? Uh, Gowan? Rowan. Rowan. Gowan. No, you bring I don't know why don't, I said Gowan. Don't bring Zach Gowan in here, man. The one-day guy. Look, I, don't, look I, I don't know why I'm thinking about him. My mind's going. I'm thinking of him doing that, 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 uh, the moonsault off the top rope. And he landed perfect every time. But Rowan, um, he's going to interfere. And he's going to beat down KO to the point that the crowd is going to be like, okay, we're really sick of Daniel Bryan right now. Daniel Bryan is going to get so much heat because he's going to beat KO so bad. That's how you're going to justify it. That's how you book it. That way he gets the sympathetic role of – I'm trying, but it's two on one. I can't do this. And that also is going to bring back Sami Zayn to be in his corner to even it out against uh, Rowan and Daniel Bryan. Okay. I can see that. Okay. So... uh, I mean, I just had to digest it. I mean, it makes sense. Mm. I, I can't argue with it. You know, that, that shut me up with my heel perspective. So, <laughs> good job on uh, winning a roll on that one. So, let's see if you can go two for two and tell me who your superstar of the week was. Well, I got dual superstars of the week. I, I, I got I to gotta have co-superstars of the week. Okay. And that would be the rookies. Alistair Black and Ricochet. Okay. 
I mean, they pulled double duty this week. They were on the A show and the A show. They defeated the Raw Tag Team Champions. They defeated um, Shinsuke and, and Rusev after Lana insulted them in the locker room. That insult, that jab, and I was like, yeah, somebody's going to catch it. <laughs> but those are my co-superstars of the week. Okay. I took a different approach. <clears throat> And I picked somebody that made a, a statement that I'm calling uh, the water cooler statement. And that's the level of, of interaction that's been rolling for the past, what, you know, six, seven days or, or five days, whatever. Because it just seems like just never stopped thinking about how crazy that was. So my superstar of the week is none other than Dave... Deacon Drax Batista. <laughs> <laughs> because it wasn't expected. Nobody was thinking about Triple H having a match. There was so much other stuff going on. Um, you know, and it just, just came out of nowhere. You was expecting to have the Ric Flair moment and crying and, you know, all that stuff after the video package. You know, that's what you was expecting. But, you know, for the, the callback to um, months ago, when uh, they were doing the anniversary of Raw and Batista technically originally was not booked to be on the show. And he was throwing those jabs, remember, uh, at Evolution. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's really where it was because it was like, well, you know, y'all aren't thinking about me. I didn't get invited. And fans on Twitter, as I was talking about, was like, yeah, Where's Dave? Is he not being advertised, but it's in your hometown? Why are you not there? I mean, you're in D.C. What's going on? And then eventually, you know, they, they slid that in there uh, with evolution. And then that's how that came to be. And then this is the callback later to that. To like, uh, remember me? You know, you've been having all this conversation. You're going into the Hall of Fame with one group. But remember me? Uh, evolution? The animal, how many championships did I help you win? You know, all those 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 things, how many times. I did the dirty work with Randy Orton because he was on my shoulders when you gave the thumbs down after he won a championship. You know, all those all those things was calling back. And it was just out of nowhere, man. That was just one of those rare out of nowhere moments that shows that we're really on the road to WrestleMania. So Batista was my guy for the superstar of the week. Well, I, after two weeks of Kofi unanimous Kingston. decisions, yeah, unanimous Kofi Kingston. Two weeks, we finally—I ain't gonna say disagree, but we finally went in kind of sort of separate directions. In about five weeks of Becky Lynch, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, I, well, I didn't even tease with Anaya Jax. I mean, but I'll get to Anaya a little later. Yep. So now it's time for something I've been waiting on. Who oh boy. The Book It segment. And that's where I'm going to ask KG a question. He doesn't know what it's going to be. 
and he's got to book it from one particular time frame to another and say how we're going to get from point A to point B. And I hope you're ready for this. Because I've been thinking about it all week. I'm like, man, there's only one thing that I would want to know. And one thing I would want you to flesh out. And I'm going to give you permission to be as overly dramatic and flashy as possible with your booking. You have carte blanche full reign to go to the moon and back with this. You ready? Yes, sir. All right. I want you to book the big man, KG, between now and WrestleMania to have his first ever big boy wrestling championship belt or <laughs> Okay. All right, between now and WrestleMania. <laughs> Whew. Oh my goodness. Oh. oh man. Again, this is show this is proof of the pudding that he doesn't know or I wouldn't know what the question is. Because this is like out of the stratosphere field. Oh, boy. Okay. Man. All right. From now to WrestleMania. Okay, now. This is what I do. I go. After, you know, after the show's all finished, settled, done, posted on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You know, everything for the promotion is done for the night. In between getting ready for tomorrow's show, I go and I sign up for Uber Eats. I start driving for Uber Eats. Start making that bread. So on top of my 9 to 5, I got a 6 to 12 with Uber Eats. You know, get a little money there. Um, Pick up some more overtime at work. Instead of working, well, I, I would say I won't say nine to five. I'll say eight to five because that's what I work. Um, pick up a little overtime there instead of going eight to five and go to eight to seven. You know, give me a little bit of extra cash. Uh, make sure that when I put this order in, you know, this is building everything right now, getting the preliminary, getting the price range. This is all done doing this week, so. Between Uber Eats, my eight to five uh, for the next couple of weeks, putting that work in. Also, still doing the WrestleManiacs presented by the Sideline Junkies on Saturday night. Um, doing the three shows for the Sideline Junkies Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Uh, still doing the Uber Eats, uh, making sure that Becky Lynch is. Uh, not going to get locked up again and <sighs> actually makes two WrestleMania two face Ronda because I feel we've been deprived. Um, I might even take a bodyguard course, see if I can get that because my brother-in-law has something on that. See if I can get that done. And that's a little bit of extra money, do a little club bouncing. Um, contact a few wrestlers on social media Tell them my calls and 
you know, contact Nia Jax, tell her how gorgeous she is. Um, deliver a message to Tamina about what Don said that he'll design her, her, her new in-ring attire so she can get out of that straight jacket. Um, so two weeks of that, and then, then I might be halfway there. And But if I do it right, and I work it just right, continue to pay, you know, my rent and everything. Um, all while hiding it from the missus a little bit, you know, hey, maybe I was working late, you know. <sighs> just maybe, maybe, just maybe. We get into April, and the belt's going on sale 30 to 40% off. The belt that I want is actually 40% off. So I'm paying under 1000 for it. I can hit buy and pay for it right then and there, have it shipped to the job. And then, you know, it might be kind of warm by then. So, you know, WrestleMania weekend comes that Friday before WrestleMania. Um, I think we'll kind of plan a trip to New York, Brooklyn. And we'll go up Friday night. Uh, tell the wife we'll be back, you know, Saturday night, early Sunday morning. Kind of go stay with BJ. And then when I come back and open up my jacket, like, hey, baby, look what Ric Flair gave me. <laughs> there it is, right there. WrestleMania weekend. Ric Flair drip. <laughs> yeah. Can't believe you threw Nature under the bus for that one. Well, I, is she going to get mad at Nature Boy, Ric Flair? No. Is she going to say, well. Kiss dealing, wheel and dealing. I, I got to worry about him stealing my wife. Hey, if anybody's gonna do it, you gotta be cool with that. Like, well, that's stage. Yeah, that's pretty much how you gotta feel about it. I can see that. Now, I was truthfully expecting you to actually, you know, flesh out a match between you and the wife. So I was expecting like top rope and you know, hell in a cell and steel book and and all that stuff. No, because that wouldn't be a very long match. It'll it'll be one of those. who was that that Mark Merrill lost to? What? Ah, oh, jeez. What was the guy's name? He lost to an underdog. He was the first one to lose to an underdog. It'd be kind of sort of like that. Where it'd just be a series of me just keep losing. <laughs> and it, they, they would be squash matches. It wouldn't be easy. It, it it would be, you know, a quick, you know, she liked to suck me in. And then when oh. she sucking me in, she, she put her submission hold on. That's it. So, yeah, that that, that that's not a quick match. Okay. It, it's one of those ones that wouldn't make good for TV. It's one of those things you got to be like, you know what? We're just going to put this in a gift. <laughs> just keep it walking, keep it moving. Because that's how short it would be. All right. I guess we can deal with that. So now you just got to go ahead and condense that down to actually make it plausible for you to actually get it. And then we're good to go. Yay! <laughs> but, but well, that's kind of sort of plausible. I mean, if I pick up the extra, the extra work, she won't notice the money's gone. See what I'm saying? Oh, hey, you get it in, man. You get it in. That's what equity will pay off. Trust me, it's worth it. Yeah, I, I would love to. I might, if I can't get the Attitude Air Championship belt, give me a yellow Ultimate Warrior Intercontinental title. Maybe even the Attitude Era Intercontinental title. Because mm-hmm. I like that one, too. 
We'll see, man. We'll keep our eyes huh. eyes peeled. They'll be going on sale. Trust and believe. They'll be going on sale. So don't worry. Stranger things have happened. Yeah. But, you know, that was the book it segment. Totally outside <laughs> the box. I appreciate you uh, finding a way to uh, get in trouble for a long time. Yeah. If you're going to get in trouble, at least, hey, she can wrestle you for the championship. She may become a champion, but at least you kind of still have it in the house. Exactly. So, and she will have possession of it, but she, hey, it's in the house. Yep. And being in a house would uh, equate to possession being uh, part of the law. So technically, you possess it too. Yes. Yes, indeed. So it, it's a win win for everybody. All the way across the board. Or just get a women's championship. And then at that point, she'd be like, why'd you get the women's? Because uh, you're my champion, baby. See, the only problem with that, then I got, I got, I got the little one. That, you know, she's six, and that's what she got for Christmas. She got a Raw Women's title for Christmas. And for three weeks, she walked around with that belt on her shoulder. She slept with it beside her bed. Mm-hmm. She actually walked into her sister's bedroom, woke her up, and cut a promo in the doorway and told her, this is my championship. I made you tap once. I'll make you tap again. You'll never get it. Turned the lights out, walked out. That's real G. Brought tears to my eyes, man. I mean, I, I, I was like, I know I'm doing something right. Heck yeah, that's, that's real G right there. That's, that's MCW special. Getting primed and ready. Indeed, indeed. How, you know what we forgot about? What was that? New uh, inductee to the Hall of Fame was announced. Oh, the yeah. Honky Tonk Man. I, I did notice I'm, that. I'm, I, I wasn't thinking about uh, Honky Tonk uh, uh, this year, but I think that'll be, uh, you'll probably go first. But I think that, right. that's a good, you know, for the old school story uh, telling. So that'd be good to hear uh, and satisfy the old school, you know, old era, pre-era, pre-attitude era uh, stories and stuff like that. So I think that'd be great to hear. But I I think technically we may only have what maybe two or three more people plus the warrior, uh, the warrior award uh, winner. The, 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 The thing about it, a lot of people looked at the honky talk man and says, well, why? Longest reigning WWF Intercontinental Champion. Yep, that's all I need to say. Yeah, pretty much. Very entertaining. Wrestled everybody. Um, I mean, he paid his dues and put in work, but yeah, he kept that Aussie title relevant on yeah. that, you know, that Miz level uh, because he was just putting in that work. He was in, you know, the major pay-per-views and he was doing his thing. And I'll honestly say, I've imitated his finisher, the shake, rattle, and roll. Mm -hmm. I've imitated that quite a a few times. I just, I I don't know who else could actually go. Yeah, and that's that's the funny thing, because I was looking at the the graphic. Um, DX takes up most of the screen. (laughs) So it's 
It's like, you know, like I said, you got the warrior one. We're probably going in the middle. Uh, and then maybe a tag team with two other people, and that'd be it. So DX oh. will cover an hour, technically. We'll say of speeches and story and whatever, maybe. Um, Tonky Tonk will go first. Then I'd probably do uh, another superstar, then the Warrior Award, then another superstar, then DX. And that, that's how I would balance it out. Who would you have inducting DX and the Honky Talk, man? Honky Talk, I don't know because, you know, with us losing me, Gene, mm-hmm. uh, he would have been uh, the shoe in, you know, from the interview standpoint. So probably, I mean, can't be the king. Um, Why can't it be the king? That's that's fine. Because the king, king's a host. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it'd be kind of be the first time that they've had the host do an induction at the same time. Well, it could true. be done, like I said, since you know if Honky Tonk goes first. But I don't know. I'm trying to think. Oh, oh, Jimmy Hart. Huh. Jimmy Hart uh, would induct uh, Honky Tonk. And then uh, for DX, that one will be a tough one. One, mine, I would say it would be Stephanie, but she would have to put over China heavily, you know, (laughs) heavily. Swallow that lump in your throat and get it done. Yep. On the other side, uh, it would have to be because you won't put butts in the seats. Somebody that, you know, rival was a great rival with DX, which, like I said, would have to be Iron Mike Tyson or Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hmm. Because, again, it's all about selling out an arena. And they need some big people on that one. Hmm. Damn, I, I, that's the that's the one thing that I, I'm 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 baffled on because I mean, who would you go with? I, I don't know. I, I think it's gonna be great to see. I will say that. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I'm trying to brainstorm now who else, but yeah, that'd be it. But the, the who else? I think a tag team has to go in, and a, well, no, one person and a female. And I'm still waiting to find out if Victoria is going in, or what they do with Stacy Keebler. Um, you know, it's going to be an Attitude Era uh, level woman that's going to go in. Stacy Keebler. Yeah, I know it's a blast of the past, but you know, uh, Stacy could go in. Uh, so we'll have to see how that plays out. But we got to have a female uh, besides China, because again, it's balancing the scales. Hmm. But I hope Victoria oh, goes in or Gail Kim. Don't you got to have a? Uh, don't you got to have a, a celebrity too to go on the celebrity wing? Not, 
that's not necessarily every year. I mean, it's just something that they do, but I don't think that he is a celebrity because, like I said, DX is so big. Unless you yeah. don't do another superstar to do a celebrity. But then what celebrity would they put in? Um, that would be safe. Because, you know, there was a lot of potential heat with Kit Rock and some of his statements from the political side of things. Yeah. So, you know, it was a little interesting with that one. But uh, uh, I don't know. Celebrity side, I mean, a lot of major ones have gone in. Uh, I just re-induct Pete Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Let him get the the, the I'm a, slam. I'm I'm gonna throw a few names out there for you. First, I'm gonna start off with: Do you think Dino Bravo will ever go in? Mm. I don't know. That that'll be a, a tough one. But any, I would say anything can happen concerning that warrior one in. Okay. Uh, who else is I thinking? Um, Lex Luger went in, right? No, not yet. Flexi, Why Lexi. are they waiting on with him? Flexi Lexi should go in. Him, uh, Rick Rude. Rude, yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people. You know, like I said, I, they, I was surprised with Honky Tonk. He was off my radar of thought, but, I mean, he's deserving. But, um, yeah, Rick Rude for sure. You who, know who they going to throw out? Who? The Rock. I hope not. Not in this class. And Kid Rock's already in. Kid Rock's in the celebrity wing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Kid Rock's already in. But if they, if they, yeah, you can't do it. That would kill DX. We'll put butts in the seats, but yeah, we kill DX. Because mm. that the thing with uh, uh, with The Rock, Stone Cold, they had major beef with DX. Yeah. Even when uh, Triple H and The Rock, Stone Cold were battling for the Intercontinental Championship, when uh, The Rock locks, locked DX in uh, the locker room, and they had China in the ring, and he had to, he had a ladder match coming up against Triple H. And he told Mark, no, he told Mark Henry and Owen Hart, when Owen Hart was a part of the nation, with D'Lo Brown as the European champion, he told him, Put her on her knees where she belongs. And Jim Ross like, God damn, Rock, she's not an intern. <laughs> but that that few and what it meant to the attitude era, the building of the rock, the building of Triple H into the game, it it, it, it that whole thing set up a lot. It meant a lot. So I mean, I, I don't. Maybe Rock would be next year, but if you Rock and Stone Cold, I would have put in the same year. In the same year? In the same year? No, you can't. That that that's two years. It wouldn't be that. That's two arena sellouts in one year. You you would lose money. Remember, it's a business. That's, yeah, it, it has to be two separate years. And Undertaker is its own sellout. You know, that that's three sellouts of just one person selling out the entire arena in less than 30 minutes. I don't think you would, you'd be able to put anybody else on. Oh, you could put anybody oh, else on. That's the pre-show. It's, you know, it's like, uh, oh, you know, it's so-and-so's concert, but yet 
you know, X, Y, and Z are, you know, doing their sets first. That's what that would be. I mean, you care, but it's like, okay, yeah. Uh, can we get to the main event? <laughs> Man, I don't, I, I don't know. I would actually have to sit down and comb over everything. I really would. Because I'm, I'm sure, just trying to think about it right now, we're missing a lot. Oh, and yeah. that's because we... We, you know, we're not sitting down, truly thinking about it. But I'm, I'm just, jeez, I, I, I don't know. It's gonna be I interesting. I mean, I can't wait to see what happens on Monday and who they induct. They'll probably do the the Warrior Award inductee for this one, and then, uh, hmm. you know, then the last two will be something that'll buy them a couple more weeks. To lock some somebody down, I wouldn't mind seeing Paul Heyman going to the Hall of Fame. I th- I think it it would be perfect. I mean, he can still go into the Hall of Fame, and you know he's not in strong active role. So as an advocate, I think that'd be awesome. And then you know I would have uh, other people you know from ECW do that. But there's also speaking to that rumors that Taz could go in this year as well. So, uh, you know what? That's long overdue. Yep. Him, uh, Tommy Dreamer, Sabu, a, a lot of the ECW guys, period. That's Raven. long overdue. <laughs> what about me? What about Raven? If anybody, even before Taz, I think Raven should go in. Because you got to think about it from the longevity with WWE, you know, from Johnny Polo all the way up, you know, transitioning to Raven. And then, you know, and WCW and then ECW and then coming back to WWEF, you know, his his career, by all means, you know, he should he would go. I would think I would put him in before Taz. Not diminishing yeah. anything from Taz, but, you know, Taz was ECW and then transition over. But like I said, you know, just the fact that uh, Raven uh, in one form or another, has been in all three major brands. True, indeed. That that that's pedigree right there. And but know, the technically, thing, we could throw in Ring of Honor as well. Thing the thing with Taz, though, if I'm not mistaken, Taz the first to ever work for uh, WWE, go back to ECW, win a championship, and bring it on to WWE TV. Correct. Yeah, I mean, oh, no, trust me, Taz is my man, you know, with two Z's. <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I, we'll see. But if, if they were going to put Polo in then, or, you know, Raven, I think he would definitely be deserving as well. Got to get these guys sure. squared away. And, oh, there's also another cool cat named Christian that, uh, you know, deserves his ring as well. I guess one one half of one of the greatest tag teams ever. I will put Edge and Christian in that conversation. I wouldn't even care if you at me because I can show you footage of why I say that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, And it would be great for all the peeps. Captain Charisma. Mr. Christian Cage. Mm-hmm. Who killed it? I mean, you know, he was doing his thing over in uh, TNA. 
Yeah. And that the thing is, same with him, with Jeff Hardy, when they left WWE, went to TNA, and all of a sudden they became world champions. Yeah, because they just needed a spot. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Just a spot. Why didn't WWE see that? Because the writers weren't thinking about it. And, you know, Vince wasn't that high on it. And Triple H's clout wasn't that strong. Then. Now, I understand that Jeff had a few behind-the-scenes, out-of-the-ring issues that he was working on. But, I mean, the help that you were giving him, once he got straight, he should have been a world champion long before he was. Once, you know, Matt got fired and over the whole leading edge thing, he should have – that was a singles rise right there. Mm-hmm. And it just – it didn't happen, but until later. And now he's in tag team mode now. But I wanted to see him go on a championship run as a single – before he went full tag team run. But I want to see Randy Orton go on a championship run because I think Randy Orton's uh, mid-card status right now. And he shouldn't be. But that's just me. Well, we'll see because he has the potential to work a strong program with AJ Styles. So that that could be something good for both guys. So we'll see how that plays out over the next couple weeks. You know, nothing like seeing a phenomenal forum turn into an RKO. Mm Mm-hmm. Never get tired of that, but you know, we've been talking about it, and you know, it's all about what's coming up next, what's coming up next, what's coming up next. So, that's the glory about this time of year the road to WrestleMania. Anything can and will happen, and we've already seen it with the return of V1 uh, Matt Hardy, um, Ronda Rousey dropping the belt allegedly, and you know, just all kind of, of craziness going all over the place. So Next week is going to be entertaining, and then uh, we just keep pushing forward to Fastlane. And from Fastlane, everything that's going to be is going to be locked down the Monday after Fastlane for WrestleMania, uh, with the exception of hopefully they won't lock down the women's until like the week before. I wouldn't pull that trigger to make that triple threat until the week before or Fatal 4-Way or whatever it's going to be um, until the week before. That way it's just pulling at the heartstrings of people. Um, same thing with the Kofi situation. You know, I milk it as long as I could until it's just bubbling over and they have no choice but to, to put Kofi in and, and reinstate Becky and do all these things because it's, it's just, you know, that buildup is tangible and um, you just have to go with it. Now, I know I had the face perspective on our uh, pillar to post tonight, which was Kevin Owens returning. And it took everything in me because I think I I, I was a true fan this week watching that. And my heart sank. And the whole thing I kept thinking is, okay, maybe they're saving him for WrestleMania. Maybe they're saving him for WrestleMania. Maybe they're saving him for WrestleMania. Please announce that you're saving him for WrestleMania. Please announce that you're saving him for WrestleMania. And nothing came. I mean, I guess that's the, the thinking to protect uh, Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston, so you do get him at WrestleMania instead of Fastlane. Mm-hmm. But gee, me, Christmas! It, it took the air out of the building. Now I said earlier that Raw brought it this week. SmackDown brought it this week. I mean, both shows back to back. 
were on a thousand. They were great shows this week. But yep. that beginning, it just sucked it. it. That's all you that's all you heard. I mean, people were shocked. They were hurt. I I, I kind of thought that Big E was gonna really go off. <laughs> like he was gonna hurt somebody. That's what but, I said. I was expecting a Kofi Hill moment or something at the end of mm-hmm. the, the show. But we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But even Stephanie and Shane were kind of lows. Yeah. So that's coming from the man, <laughs> to be quite honest. So we'll see. So how he, it plays he's out. got a bigger picture. We will definitely see how this plays out. But. Until then, man, we just got to sit along for the ride, watch, see what's going on, and then we bring it to you on the mothership, and we, we break it down and analyze and talk about everything that's happening. And then also the, the dark horse of awesomeness is uh, we're also starting to see the foundation for the next NXT TakeOver to happen. So NXT TakeOver Brooklyn is going to be coming back, and then we've also got that in the mix. So it, it, I... WrestleMania week is just going to be insanity. It'd be great to actually be there. I, I will say that. I think, you know, once WrestleMania this year hits, we'll start prepping for WrestleMania yeah. 2020 so we can and be there. And unfortunately, Atlanta did not get the the, the call to the bullpen. Uh, WrestleMania 2020 is going to be in Tampa. So... It'll be the home of NXT. But unfortunately, no Atlanta. I was like, dang, you had the Super Bowl. Why can't you get WrestleMania uh, back-to-back? That would have been awesome. But who knows? They could get the Royal Rumble or something like that. We'll see as a consolation. Um, but the bidding war is crucial, man. The economic impact of WrestleMania week is sizable. It is uh, most of the time exceeding that of what the Super Bowl the NBA All-Star uh, brings because those are just one day and, you know, WrestleMania is bringing four days worth, uh, five days worth of content. That Or six days, I apologize. Sometimes it could be six days worth of content depending, you know, of all with all the events that are have happening. So that's almost a whole week of, you know, arena stadium sellouts. That, that's that's a lot of money that's being injected into a city. Yeah, it is. Money make the world go round. I wouldn't. It'd be nice to see him go over to Puerto Rico, help them out. But you know, I just, I mean, I don't, they could since they travel all over the world anyway. Uh, yeah, go true to indeed. Puerto Rico, that'd be awesome. And then see a, a pop up by the Colognes and uh, Carlito. <laughs> that'd be pretty awesome. I like that. Little Caribbean cool. I actually kind of sort of miss him. I was thinking about him uh, not too long ago. Mm-hmm. I, I said, I wonder what he's up to. Him and uh, Armando Estrada. <laughs> I missed that too. Him uh, bringing out, ooh, my God. <laughs> the Samoan bulldozer. <laughs> Those are good old days, man. And uh, uh, man, what was my uh, what was his name? Jeez, uh, I can't even think of his name now. I can see his face, can't think of his name. Came out in all the expensive limos and the scarf. Come on, help me out. 
not talking about JBL, are you? No, no. He was a Hispanic JBL, basically. You sure you're not talking about? We're not thinking about Armando Alejandro Estrada. He, he had the cigars that he would always. No, smoke. no. We're talking about excuse me. No, oh, no. Oh, he... oh no! I know who you're talking about. You're talking about my man's in him. You're talking about uh, 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 Alberto El Patron now. That, that, yeah. Or WWE Alberto Del Rio. I couldn't think of his name. I can see him, but I can't think of his name. Cause uh he I know he left and he came back and then he left again. Well, that's WWE, but and I always wonder, I said, man, what is going on that he's not still here with WWE? <laughs> but I heard it was some backstage issues and some things were said. So Yeah. I don't I don't know how that uh pretty much turned out, but hey. I know he gave John Cena a fit. Oh yeah, so we we gotta see, you know, like I said, this is some great talent. We just gotta see how it all plays out. Um and you know, we have the George just sitting back like everybody here listening to us, just enjoying it. Um and you know, we get to rap about it, and you get to hear us give our opinions and talk about a bunch of other things that have nothing to do with wrestling. Because <laughs> <laughs> we covered a variety of yeah, things we, tonight. so We're all over, so you might as well just tell them where to listen to us. Man. And, oh, man. And don't say to OBG where I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, boy. <laughs> Pregnancy, breast milk, everything. You need nursing tips. This is the place to hear it. Of course, you can hear it right here on Anchor, Radio Public Breaker, Castbox, Google Podcasts, iTunes Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Podchaser, and Podbean. Don't forget to catch us on social media, Sideline Junkies, on Twitter and on Instagram, Sideline Junkies Podcast. Like the page so you can see the posts, and then please comment on the post. I absolutely love the interactions on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anything. Just we, we love the interactions because we like to see different uh, points of views. Because matter of fact, I, the pre-show for the WrestleManiacs, <laughs> the, pre-mere, the, the pre-event I should say, was a choice between Stone Cold, Triple H, Ric Flair, The Undertaker. One has to go and their whole entire legacy is gone too. Oh yeah. And all y'all that pick Triple H. I me personally, I didn't pick anybody because I'm smart. I'm not gonna make that I'm not making that call. No, 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 no. So uh anybody that picked Triple H though, I'll be there to see you. Well you're gonna just have to give me a little time, I get around. You're gonna have to you're going to have to see me because, like I said, you know, it's just unfair to Triple H, like I said. But at the same time, Triple H, you know, the other ones may have legacies and all that, but Triple H is married into the business. So it really, he's not losing at all. So, you know, he doesn't have the career, doesn't have, you know, his accolades, but yet he's got Stephanie. So everybody's still winning in that scenario. I wonder if you thought about that, but that's why I oh, picked oh, Triple H. Oh, hold on. 
Look, look. He was an IWF heavyweight champion, an IWF tag team champion, um, unified tag team champion in WWE, world heavyweight champion in WWE five times, a WWE slash F champion nine times, an intercontinental champion five times, European champion two times, a tag team champion twice, won the King of the Ring in 97, run the Royal Rumble twice, 2002 and 2016, he was your 7th Triple Crown winner, your second Grand Slam winner, Slam champion, I'm sorry, won three Slammy Awards, and he's going in the Hall of Fame this year as a part of DX. Come on now. Come oh, on. I, I, I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm just saying that, you know, up against, but I'm looking at it from the business perspective, Stone Cold until probably recently with what will happen with Kofi, he doesn't even have to wrestle because his merchandise sells more than any other superstar, period. So his impact on the business is so heavily rooted in finances. It's ridiculous, you know, period. Uh, Ric Flair, that's all you got to say. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's all you got to say. And what was the other one, The Undertaker? Yeah. Right. That, that's all you got to say. So out of those, and then you had Triple H. So out of that quad, I mean, uh, you know, the one that just has to take the hit. But then again, like I said, he's married to Stephanie. So he's winning. He's married into McMahon. So while the other ones have impacts on the business, he has impacts on the industry going forward. So it is, there's no loss at all. <sighs> I, I'm, 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 I've been trying to kind of sort of just find a way to keep Triple H in there, but I just I, I still refuse to make eight one six a decision. Oh Lord, you got to make a decision. So you post that on uh, Facebook. It's Facebook. It's on Instagram. I'm gonna put it on Twitter in a few. Let you guys have at it, but I'm 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 not doing it. I'm not touching it. Nope, you won't get me into that. Because you know what the answer is. Yeah, unfortunately, I do. But I mean, I don't want to do that to the Undertaker. Wow. <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face. Jeez. Wow. Oh, talk about breaking kayfabe, boy. Oh, man. Wow. I've been breaking it all night. You going to do that to me, Mark Callis? <sighs> I think I would have to. Oh, man. But you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have to see. You're gonna have to make a decision. Just like you're gonna have to uh, come here. You're gonna have to um, get that belt. Yeah, I might have to go back here and make some some uh, deals. You know, hey, this is what's gonna be. You're just gonna have to get somebody pregnant. That's all. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. Then I definitely ain't getting no belt then. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, why you why you got all those expenses? Then you're just gonna have to go ahead and you know slide that belt in. Like, oh, it's I thought you said go ahead and buy the belt along with the Pampers. My bad. Ooh, have a baby. Put that on the registry. That's where we're registered at. <laughs> WWE.com. Yeah, that's where we're registered at. <laughs> <laughs> 
that'll work. But uh, well, man, it's been a crazy show this week. Yeah, uh, we we got into a lot, and now we into the the portion of the show that's the most saddest. This is the end. Yeah, this is the end, my friend. Yeah, until next week when we get to uh, readdress exactly where uh, KG is with his uh, wrestling plight. And we get to talk about everything else that's happening in the universe. So yeah, we'll try to keep it to just uh, sports entertainment this time. Yeah, we might not we might not get into childbearing and breastfeeding next week. Yeah, well, at least we're not you know doing that stuff. But we'll work that out. No, no, no. But you know, we'll leave it where it's at. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. So, so we love uh, you. <laughs> Tomorrow, uh, hopefully sometime tomorrow, I get together with the fellas. We break down a little combine, a few uh, free agency scenarios for the NBA and whatever else is going on. Just get on there and just talk shop, man. You, you got anything you want us to talk about, you can always hit the email, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Always love to hear from you. So. I wonder Until if you then, let the wife jump in on the podcast that that will be what you know will allow her to give you the green light well honey won't you be a special guest what see the problem with that is she likes to work from behind the scenes she says that i may be currently one of the producers along with yourself because of course this is not said bj always says that you know i'm the producer of the weekly shows during the week the shows during the week but Don's a producer for the Saturday Night WrestleManiacs. He comes up with it. Now you're making me the authority. See, man, why you got to <laughs> – is kayfabe real? First it was IGN talking about, yeah, what y'all think about Batista versus Triple H is going to be at WrestleMania. I'm like, come on, y'all. You know, it's kayfabe right now. My old man, my boys in him, is, why are you going to violate kayfabe? Well, that's not violating. I mean, you know, you, you – you, you, Nobody you put it out Vince was in charge when he was interviewing Andre the Giant. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what? If you lived in Tennessee, you knew Vince was in charge. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's where he honed the Mr. McMahon gimmick. Yeah. Jerry Lawler wrestling. So, yeah. So, this is kind of sort of our Jerry Lawler wrestling. Okay. This is, this is Tennessee. Well, I guess I'm going to have to hone... My uh, evil Don Rodriguez gimmick. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and you know what? Every week we get somebody on, and then at the end of the show you can tell them you're fired. Oh, that'd be awesome. But then we never have any guests because we'd have fired them all. We'll, well they, to they're gonna have to see. You know what? This is where creativity comes in. They got to come back with a mask on. And a voice recorder, so when you fire Dusty Rose, you get the Midnight Rider. See? Yeah. <laughs> you fire, One of my favorite gimmicks. You fire uh, Hulk Hogan and you get Kurt Angle's theme song. So, <laughs> 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 Or is it the Patriots theme song? Hmm. 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 Let y'all ponder that one as you go back and uh, trace the steps of that theme song. You'd be surprised that Kurt Angle was not the first one to have uh, pretty much that iteration 
from Jim Johnston. It was actually possibly somebody else that came out to that, and then Kurt Angle adopted that as the Olympic gold medalist. So that's a little bit of history for your history buffs. You can go check that when that'd be your homework assignment to figure out the origins of Kurt Angle's theme song. Version one, because we're, I think we're on version three or four now that they've tweaked it. Yeah. Because it don't even sound the same. Yeah. I like this one a lot better. The, the BPM is a lot faster, so it flows better. So I'm, I'm actually happy with it. Thank you, Edge and I got no uh, problem. Christian, for uh, throwing a You Suck chant, which prompted that. So uh, <laughs> they had to make sure that that balanced out and beat match so people can chant You Suck. Oh, spoiler alert. Just gave you the answer to how that got sped up. <laughs> All right, man. Let's Let's let these folks go. Yeah, we Back made it a Sunday work. again. Yeah. We old school uh, WrestleManiacs now. Crossing into yeah. two days worth of wrestling talk. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, with that being said, all our time to the next time. That's the people's choice. The people's champ. The man of the hour. The tower of power. Don Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. And the big guy that will soon have the big belt to go around his waist and, you know, have big matches with the wife in between now and then so that way he can come out on top. It may require a Hell in a Cell elimination chamber, a bull rope match, a strap match, uh, a, a tables, ladders, chair match, barbed wire match, last man standing, last woman standing, buried alive. How many more gimmicks do I have to do? I don't know. We'll ask Chris Jericho since he can name over a thousand holds. Um, it's going to require all that and a bag of chips, preferably Doritos. Um, but he will have a championship belt that he will hold high and show on Facebook. This is it. I've done it. I've done it. The boyhood dream has come true for KG. Hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe. That's your motivation right there. You know, you're just going to have that play in your head. And, you know, you'd be crying and stuff. and you kissing the belly. Oh, I've got one. Uh, it's nothing like that feeling, man, when you unzip that uh, that velvet bag with that big WWE logo on it and you pull that thing out and all you hear is sexy. <laughs> that's, that's what I hear every time I pull my sexy. Like Jesus, God dang! Really? How did you know? You know? Mm. Yeah, boy. You make it sound better and better every time. Trust me, when you when you rub on it, it's even better and better too. That's what she said. So, (laughs) 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 and that's when you know we gotta go, ladies and gentlemen. And before we go, I will say one last thing, KG, just because. Um, I wanted to focus on you and your plight with this championship belt that I have given us one day of amnesty for me going on uh, a rant about the straight jacket. So this has been a straight jacket rant free podcast. Yes, 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 it has. And uh, one thing I will not do is um, I, I will not not I will not not tell Nia Jack she just looks so amazing Monday night. Just oh my, my god. god. Oh my god. <sighs>
Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. Hang up the phone. Whew. Hang up the phone. I thought you was going to do right. something good. Really? Really? Nah, Naya. All about Naya. Really? Yeah, man. All right, we we we're gonna end it on that. So, this is the WrestleManiacs presented by the Sideline Junkies, and we out of here. Peace. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea. You can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.